He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Burquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. If it's sold in Chicago, you can buy the same drug in Toronto or Paris cheaper than you can buy it in Toronto. So, what did he say? If it's... You can buy it in, in Toronto. You can buy it in Toronto, Paris, cheaper than you can buy it in Toronto. <laughs> yes. Made perfect sense. Made perfect sense. The mind of Joe Biden, everyone. I'm Drew Burkwitz. This is my show. That's your president. That is your president. And what a great way to start the show off. Um, great logic in that. You can buy it in Chicago. You can buy it cheaper in Paris. Or you can buy it in Toronto and Paris. It's confusing to even say. Should we listen to it one more time? One more time. Let's just, we'll just hear the audio. If it's sold in Chicago, you can buy the same drug in Toronto or Paris cheaper than you can buy it in Toronto. Mm. Ah. Yeah. That... Is there another Toronto overseas that we don't, we're not aware of? No sense. You know where there's probably a Toronto is Ohio. Ohio has like every foreign city in that town. There's yeah. a London there's a row there's like all these these other places you're driving through there like going up the interstate and you're like oh that's honey you want to check this out <laughs> it's not the same but but we could still stop there let's go to london <laughs> let's do it you always said you wanted to they've got wawa there honey wawa um <clears throat> anywho let's get on with the show today we're so glad you're here with us whichever platform you're on if you're in spaces Still working through some tech hiccups there, but I think we've got some of it sorted out. Um, if we don't, I really have no way of knowing. Yeah, if you can hear us, just give us a thumbs up. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, give Disco a thumbs up. I'm live. I can't see it. I've, I can only see so many screens at once. Uh, I've seen I, no thumbs up yet. I'm damn glad <laughs> to be with all of you guys. We've got a ton to get to today. We've got Biden, who once again is saying that our biggest threat inside the homeland is domestic terrorism rooted in white supremacy, <laughs> i.e. conservatives, people who love this country, you, me, the rest of us, we are the biggest threat. Tom, you're the biggest threat to this country. Uh-oh. How dare you? My glasses are so smudged. It's, try it's like trying to look through a well-worn peep show mirror. Or window. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well you guys be safe. <laughs> be smart. Be free. We're just going to roll commercials for the rest of the three hours. <laughs> going to give lots of love to our partners uh, here at the RVM Network. Uh, so we've got that. We've got him calling us the domestic terrorists again and saying how we're this big threat. We're not. Um, at least not in the way that he's describing it. Then you've got more Ukraine whistleblower stuff that's come out. On, on the Biden family. You've got Peter Ducey, who again went after KJP on the Biden crime family, hit her on a lot of points. She, of course, had answers on none of them. And then we're going to talk some more about Vivek, because we've been saying it here, and I'm not going to say any of it with certainty today, by the way. I'll just give you the tease. I'm just going to put it out there for conversation. But we've been saying he doesn't seem necessarily genuine. Energetic, yes. Nice teeth, check. Really nice teeth. But does he have... The best interests of the country does he even know who he is at his age a lot of people at his age don't uh so it, it seems that he flip-flops a lot there's there's all sorts of of issues there but there's some more there's there's more significant issues that we're going to talk about as we try to figure out who is he what makes him tick and just have a good conversation by the way shout out to barb who sent over 
uh, a great article on that. Um, we, we looked through that and are using several pieces of it today. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Then we're going to get into something. We t- I think we touched on it last week. I don't remember. It was just a hot blur. But uh, we're going to get into bricks because no one still is really talking about this. And it's going to have, it is having, but will more importantly have in the near future such a big impact on everything in this country, our, the value of our dollar, our, the, the cost of things, the, the way future alliances are done or not done in this case. So, so much with all of that. I want to get into all of it. We're going to try and work you guys in through the, the X spaces today if it works. We'll do all of that. But before we do, please make sure you're being smart, protecting your savings. This Biden administration is not only disastrous for our country in terms of policy on all fronts, but it's disastrous for our savings accounts. IRAs, 401ks, whatever the case might be, they're all in jeopardy. Guys, please be smart and get ahead of this. You can call my friends over at American Alternative Assets, get a free wealth protection guide, and they'll walk you through how to take advantage of this entirely legal tax loophole as you move some or all, whatever percentage you want to, into gold and silver IRAs. All you have to do is call 833, the number two, USA Gold. That's 833-287-2465. Or you can visit protectfrombiden.com. Get that free information. Have the conversation. It doesn't hurt to just have the conversation. Then make whatever decision you think is best for you and your portfolio. But I think that you're going to find this to be a very helpful call and one that you're glad that you did. Again, it's 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. So yesterday... We talked about the on-the-spectrum sloppy body Arian Larper who murdered three people down here in Jacksonville, Florida, right where we are. Then yesterday, as the show was going on, in fact, you had a Chinese national who opened fire on the campus of the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, killing a faculty member. And you know what he's being described as? A mostly white Asian. What the hell is a mostly (laughs) white Asian? Can anyone define that to me? I could look it up if you want. Uh, well, now Asian is considered white adjacent. Mm. So, so it, it's more siloing that the uh, the left likes to do. Everybody they have a particular narrative, and when they have a suspect, especially in a shooting that doesn't fit the narrative, you have to force that narrative. the uh, The first recollection that I can have of the media forcing a narrative was the Trayvon Martin case. And, oh, gosh, the shooter's name is uh, escaping me now. I know exactly who you're talking about, though. Um, The Latin dude. Yes. George? George. Not Santos. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but George. Anyways, George's last name. He was referred to as a white Hispanic. That was the birth of trying to shoehorn in other minorities into the, the white supremacy narrative of you know, Aryans running around as they did. After Zimmerman. The, Zimmerman. Yeah. George Zimmerman. Yes. Yeah. It is to conjure up these image of Democrats running around in white hoods, riding horsebacks and burning crosses. That's all this is doing. And it's to me, the funny, the, the, it's not really funny because it's sad that, you know, if your policies are so bad, you have to race bait people. Right. Which is exactly what's going on. But the, the, the crazy thing to me is that it, it it just keeps going in this weird circle, and it's 
And people on the right are so petrified of getting the, the moniker of a racist or a white supremacist or whatever, they'll a lot of times just automatically join in, you know, try and disassociate themselves with all of it. And, you know, as you should, if it's not you. Right. But this fear of having that linked to you is almost paralyzing for most people. It is. But, you know, and you know this, obviously, and we talk about it a lot here. But just a reminder, folks. They have changed the definition of what all of this means. So them calling you a racist, one, doesn't mean you're a racist. You're smart enough to know that. Two, the the definition, according to them, of what a racist is, is basically anyone who disagrees with them. It doesn't even have to do with with color. So point being, don't be worried if they call you that. Because if you're not actually a real, by the definition that we all have known growing up, a, a real racist, then you have nothing to worry about. They... We get I, the things that I get called all the time. I don't care because I, I don't place any value on the people calling me that. So it's it, 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 I hope people understand that. I think most people do. But th- this whole thing is remarkable to me because we've literally taken races like we do everything. It's not just confined to the race conversation, but we've taken races and we've determined that there are now categories within. You're not just black. <laughs> you're you're like barely black. You're very black. You're this black or you're mostly white asian like or white hispanic white hispanic it's ridiculous it's totally ridiculous because if you're trying to drive home this narrative that white supremacy is the number one existential threat of the united states and then you have to lump in white hispanic white asian or in case in larry elder's case the the black face of white supremacy it seems the supply isn't living up to the demand that the media has yes. so they have to go to other races and bring them in as white supremacy so in a way i think it says something really good about our country that the media now has to go to different races to find white supremacists. Right. Because there isn't enough supply within the white community. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, and they're saying that, and they're putting pictures up of the shooter. I forget his name. We don't need to give him credit anyways in, in North Carolina. But to say that and then put that picture up of a very clearly Asian man and be like, he's a mostly white Asian, though, because we have to have this narrative. I mean, it's just so freaking laughable how we how we got here. But we're talking about these incidents, obviously tragic what happened there, tragic what happened in Jacksonville uh, this week as well. But here's what our corrupt, brain rotting white separatist president had to say about homegrown uh, terrorism. Take a listen to Joe. To the point where the intelligence community is determined, the U.S. intelligence community is determined that domestic terrorism rooted in white supremacy is the greatest terrorist threat we face in the homeland. The greatest threat. Hmm. Okay. So the same intel community who signed a letter stating that Hunter Biden's laptop had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation is telling you that our biggest internal threat is you, us. (laughs) Got it. Okay. That's par for the course, makes perfect sense. We keep hearing this message, so it shouldn't surprise us. Always stings a little bit, again, when a former counterterrorism officer who is trained and trained and funded by the government to go do that is, is then called one. It's just kind of a weird, weird thing for me. But to wrap up the Chinese national gunman story, this guy did his undergrad at the University of, not North Carolina, no, 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 folks, the University of Wuhan. 
the irony is just so weird with all of this. Isn't, isn't it? it? I mean, it's, it's a, you know who else has a connection to Wuhan? Dr. Ralph Barrick from the UNC Virology Department. Very, very interesting, all this all this that's happening here. But R Ralph is one of those who slides under the radar of villains in, in this whole COVID thing, because everybody knows the primary people, the Fauci's, the Collins, and the Bricks. When you start drilling down a little bit further, you get to Barrick. And Barrick has been a very pivotal person in the whole gain-of-function research that Fauci has been funding over the years, even in 2014 when Obama was president and suspended it and when Trump became president went behind Trump's back to funnel more funds and money into these labs all over the country that are all over the world they're doing gain of function research yeah no fair point because he doesn't he doesn't get a lot but he's gotten a lot of money oh yeah he's part of the he's listed on the patents you know along with Bricks Fauci I don't know if Bricks is but definitely Burks yeah Burks yeah um uh, Fauci and Collins, and I believe Barrick uh, is on there as well, according to uh, RFK Jr.'s book. Yeah, which, again, not challenged by them. No lawsuits against the book. Heavily footnoted book. The heaviest, heaviest footnoted book that I have ever read in my entire life. It, it's amazing the amount of research that went into this book. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it because not only it shows you a pattern of behavior with Fauci from the, the, the beginning of the AIDS crisis and how many people lost their lives needlessly while Fauci was insistent on coming up with the vaccine and all the ghoulish trials that were done on orphans in New York City injected with an experimental drug whose parents or caretakers, well, they were orphans, or their caretakers never signed off on, who were later found to be buried in uh, mass graves in, was it Potter's Field, the, the Popper's uh, graveyard in, uh, in Manhattan? I believe it's I, that sounds right, but I don't know for certain. Yeah, I believe it's Potter's Field. They were found in the early 90s. Well, These guys aren't good people. They're not good people. <laughs> point, point taken. And, and, and we are at a point in our country where anyone from the federal government says something, stuff like this, like we just played, whatever it might be, any other ridiculous soundbite, it should be taken as a lie, as... as as a twisted truth is propaganda or or just straight out deceit, which is really unfortunate that we've gotten to this point. Getting back to the to the shooter and, and more and uh, in particular to Joe's statement that the intel community sees us as domestic terrorists. It's it, it, the whole thing is just that's where we are. But we're at a point where the government is not your friend. And reminder, I saw someone post something this morning. And I almost responded, then I got distracted like I always do. I don't remember, Squirrel! I don't remember what it was about. But it was like, my, my point was to the person, reminder, these people work for, the way that this is supposed to work is they work for you, for us. They're elected for us, they're taxpayer funded to do good things for us, to keep us secure. But we're at this point now where they've gotten so out of control. And, and that's not to say that everyone is, okay? We're not living in a world of absolutes here, but on the collective the federal government's so out of control that you're now at a point where you can't trust them. They're not your friend. And they're they're a, a, simply a forced compliance tool for the Communist Party. That's New America.
Yeah, they'll go after you with the law, with the FBI, or they will regulate regulate you to death. Oh, you've got a little pond on your property, this little farm that you have. Guess what? We own the uh, water rights to it. Guess what? You need to pay taxes on it. Guess what? You need to drain that thing. It, it's never ending. The, the, the all the rules that they come up with, yeah, just at the drop of a hat. It's in it, what they're doing, and we talked about this on previous shows. Is they're totally bypassing one of the branches of government that makes laws and they do it by regulation where our supposed lawmakers only argue about, Oh, we need to raise the debt. Oh, the government's going to shut down. Oh no, we're not going to get a deal. Yeah. Every single time. And that's all they do is this. They, they pass laws on spending or laws that infringe on our rights. Right. <laughs> yep. Boat lines, their pockets. Yeah. By the way, it was Potter's field. Potter's Field. In Manhattan. Field. It was a public cemetery for Manhattan's poor victims of contagious diseases. And other people used it for other stuff as well. So, okay. Yeah. But, so, by the way, we have space up. I had, to, I had to end it and start a whole new one. So, it's starting to fill in. We asked some people. Uh, Shell, can you hear us? Can you uh, talk back to us? I can. I just can't co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all right. Well, at least okay. we can hear you. So. Baby steps. We're going in the right. You know what? Yesterday we had to start three spaces. Today it was two. Maybe tomorrow it's only one space. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, look, Tom Hanks couldn't get fire started in Castaway right away. It takes some time. And then you do a chant. Do you want me to do like, look, look what I have done? <laughs> we, we will slowly but surely get there again. None of this stuff was made to talk the way exactly that we're trying to execute it, which is why we're going to be, as Tom said yesterday, pioneers. Exactly. Pioneers in this. Not just individual shows and hosts, but but the, the network writ large, keeping one big-ass space going the whole time. My goal eventually is that we, the space will just never end. 24-7. 24-7. Great. 24 years long. I don't know what happens at the 24-year mark. 25th? Something's going to happen. I mean, it's not going to be good. Uh, that would be great if our lives were totally on spaces, and then we have a large group of people second-guessing everything, everything we did on a daily basis. <laughs> Tom, you shouldn't eat that. No, Tom. Tom, you're in the I bathroom. I would find that very mute. helpful. Yeah, to fat shame me. It's a, I'd sound, to me, it sounds like a great way to lose weight. Did Tom order pizza again? Again. Yeah, he did. He sure did. did. In fairness, we also had um, a DoorDash person walking to the show yesterday oh, because we had Philly cheesesteak. Such a great Philly cheesesteak. How fast can you eat a Philly cheesesteak on a commercial break? We did that test yep, yesterday. We did. We, we figured it out. It was quite delightful. <laughs> Getting back to the story, people were like, what the fuck is this show? I, we don't know. We just, just do things. Well, this is your show. Yeah, it's, it's, so. that's what it's called, so we can talk about whatever we want. But <clears throat> the government hates you. Make sure... <laughs> That you take care of yourself, take care of your family, because they will, and you guys know this, this is a very smart audience, whichever platform you're on, they will fail you time and time again. It's an every time kind of a thing. It's not like, well, every once in a while they get it right. No, they just don't. Like, when's the last time they got it right? Self-sufficiency is the enemy of tyranny. Practice it. Practice it. Then speaking of corruption and tyranny, you had Viktor Shokin, the man who was investigating corruption in Ukraine, and in particular Burisma, who is now speaking out and articulating the Biden family corruption. Let's 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 take a step back first before we talk about this and re replay, rehash whatever this Biden phone call right here. Yeah, hang on. It, it, it got moved on me. Here we go. There we go. And go. This is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen, I don't want Trump to get in the position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy. 
where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the details. In other words, Biden does not want Ukraine asking for more money from Trump. Doing so would cause Trump to look into the details. So anything you can do to push the the Pravat Bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward, I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. Critically Okay. So we are made hard hard to hear, not great quality, obviously. But we, we've all heard that call before, probably multiple times. And you had in it Biden, who was worried that Trump would uncover the dirty dealings in Ukraine, was trying, he, Biden, and the Biden family, trying to cover their tracks, right? The, the Trump isn't sophisticated enough lined. It just <laughs> is translated, basically, to Trump's not on the take yet. Exactly. So we, we, need, to, we need to handle this. He's, he's just not there yet. He's not as dirty as us. That's that's what that means, right? A hundred percent. That that that's to me. That's all that the all that it can mean because what Biden is saying to Poroshenko is he's not in the inner circle like the rest of us. Right. When he says he's not sophisticated enough. Yeah. He's he's not on the team. He's not playing by the same rules. And he ends with, "If you don't do what I say, you will face economic safety as well as personal safety." Threat, threats, basically. Yeah. I mean, basically, he he was it yeah, sounded said, like a threat, and it and it was in fact act fast. Yeah. yeah, it's critically important to not only your economic security but your personal security. Yeah, this sounds like a threat. Sounds like a threat. <laughs> sounds like a threat. <laughs> we will collapse your economy, ruin your country. Oh, and by the way, you might end up dead. I suggest that you get a chauffeur and an official taster before you go out. <laughs> Yes, ideally. But now you've got fast forward to now. So we've heard this call a a, a dozen times, however many times. Some of you are like, I've heard it so many more times. You get the point. We've all heard it. Now you've got Shokin and others coming out and, and kind of blowing the whistle further on the Biden family. But here's the problem is that's great. And I, I see people on social media getting excited about it. Uh, here's the here's the one leading report came out and shared this uh, earlier this week, saying Ukraine's former prosecutor general has blown the whistle and accused Joe Biden and his, his son Hunter of accepting large money bribes from the Ukrainian energy company Burisma. Okay, so we knew that. We've seen documentation of that, and now you've got someone from within the Ukrainian government coming out and further confirming that, corroborating all that information. But so what? So what? It's not going to change anything. Well, yeah, what's going to happen? <laughs> right. I mean, maybe something does. That would be great. If, some, if, if finally someone was like, well, wait a minute. We thought this was all BS before. Now someone's coming out and saying something. I just don't think that's the case. It's very, unless the Democrats decide they're done with Joe, which is a possibility, it, it goes nowhere. Right. And even if they decide they're done with him, I don't think they just straight up throw him under the bus. I just, I just don't. No, this is journalistic malpractice because none of them are even interested in the story because it reflects poorly on Biden. Right. It, this is we see this time and time again when the uh, when we see Democrat corruption and then we see all of the legacy media circle the wagons and what they do it, 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 it's all the propaganda 
by omission. They, if you don't talk about the story, you don't have to spin it in any sort of way. So just disregard it, pretend it doesn't exist, and move on to something else, you know, like white supremacy. Yeah. Which to me is a very ugly way to go about doing this. This just shows you the dishonesty in the bloodlust of the media and the Democrat Party. They don't care about those victims. They don't give one damn about those victims. They're actually happy that those people died right. because you know what? That furthers their, their cause. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, not all Democrats think like that. Okay, that might be true. But you have to realize that the Democrat Party now is the Communist Party. And within the Communist Party, only the party matters. Right. So anything that happens to push your agenda like a shooting, the more victims, the better. That's the way they see it. I know that sounds callous, but that's the way it is. Absolutely. Well, it's all just a game to them. It's maneuvering. It's how can we capitalize on this, that, or the other? Wouldn't it be great if type of situations? And, and here's what we've got to work with. You know, uh, that, that's 100% that's what goes on. And you're right. It is all about the party. It is all about the party. And they don't care one bit that their side is corrupt. And that whole thing was further on display. It's on display, frankly, in everything. But it was it was on further display yesterday in the press room as you had America's worst PR person of all time in Corrine Jean-Pierre, who was being asked about Biden family corruption by Peter Ducey. Here was the exchange, then we'll discuss it. The Secret Service is paying $16,000 a month now to stage near Hunter Biden in Malibu. Who's paying for that? That's a question for the Secret Service. Okay. Hunter Biden is reportedly selling art to pay for his $15,800 a month rent in Malibu. How can you guarantee that people are not going to be buying this art to gain favor with the president? That is a question for Hunter Biden and his representatives. It's a I, I know. I hear. I hear. I hear your question. From the Biden administration, can you guarantee that there is I no hear, quid I pro hear your quo? question. I'm not going to get involved in this. That is a question for Hunter Biden's representatives. So, but we know that uh, from a Hunter Biden associate now that he sold the appearance of access to then Vice President Biden. Are you confident that he has stopped doing that? That is a question for Hunter Biden. If somebody is selling the appearance of access that is, to the White House, that, that is a question for the White House. No, that is that is your uh, your I don't know how you're perceiving That's my that. Video. <laughs> I, testimony I, by I, Archer. He said, "I am just not, Peter. I'm just not going to get into this. I'm just not." So. This testimony, since the last time that I was in here, uh, Devin Archer talks about how he and Hunter Biden tried to profit off the Biden brand. What is the Biden brand? I'm not going to get into it from here. I'm not going to get into it from here. We're going to move on. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm not going to get into it from here is basically the new I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> these, these guys, I mean, that's all she said the whole time. She said nothing, which she never does, and she never takes account. I mean, these are, we're talking about the, the Biden family. This is a White House issue. Yes, they're talking about the Secret Service, the House in Malibu, all these things, which, by the way, I don't know why that's just coming up again. That was discussed. We, I feel like we discussed that like a year ago with the insane rates and cost for Hunter's place, the Secret Service's place next door. But the point remains the same. There's a lot of nonsense going on, and it's just always pushed back. Democrats are never held accountable for anything, and it's kind of amazing. Like, it would be so great to be on their team because uh -huh. you don't, you're, you're never held in account for a damn thing. I mean, let's, let's, let's take a moment and recall the person who bought one of Hunter's paintings because <clears> the <throat> paintings came up there, right? 
Elizabeth Hirsch-Neftali, who is a Los Angeles real estate investor. Hirsch-Neftali is an influential person in terms of California politics, super involved in California Democratic circles, and a significant, by the way, Democrat donor, gave 13000 plus, over 13, almost 13500 to the Biden campaign, almost 30000 to the Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee just this year. Last year, she hosted a fundraiser headlined by Vice President Kamala Harris. In July of 2022, eight months after Hunter Biden's first art opening, which just is still so funny to even say, Joe Biden announced, guess what? That Hirsch Neftali's appointment to the Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad was a done deal. Isn't that the very definition of quid pro quo? <laughs> yeah. Donate to us, buy my son's art, and I guess we'll... We'll have a spot for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it seems like to me. <laughs> I don't know how you interpret it any other way. I just, I just, I just don't. Okay, you could say she's always done this and and donated yada yada yada, and you could also say that's how a lot of different positions are filled. Uh, you're you're not totally wrong in that, but this one right here, and when it's connected to this particular family. That's quid pro quo. This, this is a real-life picture and definition of what that term means, which, again, no one talked about until a couple years ago, but now when everyone knows what it is, that's what it is. And this is a prime example of how you make money off the Biden brand. That's it. Yeah. That's influence peddling. That's what they're, everyone's try, is, is exposing right now. And they're like, well, Joe did, had no idea about any of the business dealings. Okay. You can say that he doesn't have he doesn't have a spreadsheet. He doesn't have account information on all of their different all of their twenty two different shell companies in the Caribbean. Okay, I got that. But all of a sudden, this chick walks into Hunter's art gallery opening and buys a painting, and then eight months later, she's appointed by Joe. That that's influence peddling. That's what this is. And I understand that this is the way Republicans do this too. You know, if somebody's a big donor, they might have a son who's an attorney, and he gets a job at a law firm somewhere because somebody makes a phone call. I get it. But when the investigation is going on like this, and this pops up, and then to have somebody like Korean cringe Jean Pierre who's supposed to be the spokesperson for the most transparent administration ever, going, I'm just not, what does she say? Just not going to going to get into uh, yeah, it. I'm yeah, just not going, I'm just not going to get into it from here. It's a question okay. for Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. You're not going to get <laughs> into it from here, from this podium? Does that mean we can go behind closed doors and I can get the answers? Of course. All she is saying is, I'm not answering you because I don't have any respect for you, and I could give a shit about the respect that I, I don't have any for the people of the United States because guess what? I don't answer to them, and I don't answer to you. Yeah. No, I, I 100%. That's what it is. They, they, they answer to no one. And it is remarkable that she does always say this is the most transparent administration or White House and yet never says anything yeah. from the podium. Remarkable, remarkable. But we've got to. Yes. Oh, real quick. You remember how we were talking about how we haven't seen any campaign ads or anything for Biden? Yeah. And, and well, I saw his first post on his personal Twitter, not the POTUS one, but the Joe Biden one. And it's Biden Harris donate. Let's finish the job. That's the 
the tagline and he's his first post about it said you know my dad used to say don't compare me to the almighty compare me to the alternative so tonight compare me to the alternative and then donate that was five days ago so that was right before the uh the debate or right now it was right around, right around the yeah. debate so yeah so that let's finish the job. let's finish the job. let's finish destroying <laughs> america and ushering in a marxist revolution that's exactly it Michelle said it. Barack said it. We're going to fundamentally transform the United States. And that's exactly what he's talking about when he says, let's finish the job. You can call me a conspiracy theorist. Oh, I'm thinking it's some sort of dog whistle. They said it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. A fundamental transformation of the United States when Barack Hussein Obama, when his mentor was, was Frank Marshall, who is a Marxist. Yeah. No, again, it's, it's their words, not ours. We're just <laughs> repeating them. This is who they are. This is who they are. Uh, we're going to take a break. Before we do, we're going to do a question of the day. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. If you guys have some comments, we'll get into them, and then we're going we're to continue this conversation. Uh, but let's get to question of the day, which is this. Which of the White House's big issues, the issues that are super important to them, right, at least according to their words that come out of their mouth, which of the White House's big issues do you consider to be a bigger threat, climate change or domestic terrorism? They tell us all the time that those two are huge, right? You're racist. You're destroying the planet. We're all going to die. So which one? Which is a bigger threat in your eyes, climate change or domestic terrorism? There's really not a great answer here, but that's part of the question. So send in your responses. We will share ours as well. We'll get to some other comments. We got plenty to get to, plenty of, of stories that we're still going to touch on today right after the break. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar call 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. How in the world could such a small group of people with limited resources change world history? But in fact, that's happening. And it's the power of the truth. The truth is like kryptonite. Healthcare isn't in some sense working very well. Foster Colson is thinking about this. He's got a new company, an online healthcare platform called The Wellness Company. Telehealth company called The Wellness Company. The Wellness Company. TWC.health is The Wellness Company. The most popular product is the detoxification supplement. 
enzyme that features natokinase. Natokinase is the only enzyme that we're aware of right now that dissolves the spike protein. Spike protein is loaded in the body with the COVID-19 infection and definitely with the vaccines. We've been completely accurate on the spread of the virus, early treatment, on the deficiencies in hospital care, and now the deaths that are occurring after vaccination. This is a human outrage and is occurring at the end of a hypodermic needle. Isn't it interesting? Natural substances combating this man-made disaster. folks welcome back hit that like button in the way and if you'd be so kind whichever platform you're on it's the plus sign on rumble boxing glove on the app although maybe that's changed they keep changing stuff i'll take a look but hit the positive button whatever that positive button is whichever platform you're on we're so glad you're here keep engaging in the chat in that community and we will continue on here reminder the question of the day was which of the white house's big issues to them not to us. I know that these aren't big issues to us, but which of the White House's big issues do you consider to be a bigger threat? Climate change or domestic terrorism? The new buzzword. Both, according to the White House, are going to destroy us. But which do you think is a bigger threat? Let's get to um, let's get to some 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 responses here. Climate change says Debbie. Domestic terrorism, meaning Antifa, says Mudcat. Yes. Climate change, says Carolyn. Climate change, based on the fact that it's a global scam. Okay, I like Ooh, that response. Very nice. Domestic climate terrorists. We're merging together. We're opening our minds and offering up some new... Well, that, that's actually true. It's a real thing. I, these, I know These it fires is. that are breaking out all over the world, this latest one in Greece I was reading just before we came on air, three arsonists were arrested who were climate activists who lit those fires there. Yeah. It is. That is that's a, it's a great answer. It's a great answer. Domestic climate change terrorists, again, two in a row, at least over on Rumble. Domestic terrorists. Domestic terrorism brought to you by Biden Company, says Barb. Neither one. Election integrity is number one, says Texas Panhandle Patriot. Uh, climate change brainwashes more people. There's truth to that. Lots of good responses coming. And you guys keep sending yours in as well. Tom, what's your answer here? I'm going to go with domestic terrorism. And the reason why I'm going with domestic terrorism is there is a swath of the country that permanent Washington hates. Not only the politicians hate, but also the the Justice Department hates. And they were all the supporters who came out for Trump. They're all the Tea Party people. They're all the forgotten men and women who feel like that they don't have a voice who are now sticking up for themselves. They're the moms and dads who go to school board meetings. Guess what? When you have an authoritarian government like we have now, 
those people are going to be targeted and called names. And the name—it's not just the name calling; it's the deliberate tagging of somebody as a domestic terrorist, because that way that opens up the floodgates for all kinds of surveillance. So labeling a segment of the population to be domestic terrorists when you're talking hundreds of millions of people, what you're actually saying is they have to be censored, they have to be controlled, and they have to be become compliant. And we'll do whatever we have to do. We will ride them like wild Mustangs until we break them. It's a strong visual at the end. There. <laughs> yeah. Strong visual. But I, but I agree. I mean, that's, that's, that's the part of that particular standpoint of this administration viewpoint policy labeling uh, of of a portion of americans population is that i mean when you go so far as to call someone a terrorist yeah you 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 oppose them a great deal so that is, i mean that's a that's a huge one uh i'll consider that with my answer as well uh disco what are you going I, i'm on the same page as tom like if you can uh put any kind of poison into the water, anything that's going to pivot, you know, divide this country more than it already is. Even, I'm just saying, even like, the, you know, they call us domestic terrorists, or that's fine, but even still, the mostly peaceful protesting, I see that as domestic terror. You know, like, the, these people are burning down cities. Yeah, well, there's, you le- know? there's legit domestic yeah. terrorists who are a big concern. They're not called that, of course. Exactly. Then there's the, the they're kind of the dual meaning here of of how they see us that way and how they're labeling us that way i'm gonna but i'm gonna take a different tact on this because while i wholeheartedly agree with what you fine gentlemen have said i think that climate change is a huge not actual climate change the climate change discussion that's going on (laughs) out there is a huge threat to us because it seems benign right you get people you get people to be like, well, I don't really believe in it, but I'll do this. I'm just going to do my part. Yeah, just doing my part. Yeah, yeah. I'm recycle, even though they split it up and take it and then dump it all in the, the same pile again and then separate it again, which is all just nonsense. But you're going to do your part or you're going to fill in the blank, whatever. We could come up with a million scenarios there. But people are easily, easily brought in on that. And they'll call BS, but they also won't fight back against it. And the left is using it to gain and capture more control. It will be the next pandemic. It will be climate change. Maybe not the next one, like the one that they're trying to push this fall with more COVID, but it'll be the next big thing outside of COVID is is climate change because it's a way to capture people. And I, I think that that is because it's kind of a little bit, even though it's a popular topic for the left, it's a little bit less dangerous seeming to the, the the everyday american who's out there like wow ah, it's not that big of a deal like oh but it is because in the end you'll have nothing because of climate change well ever since the end of world war ii there's always been some sort of existential threat the united states is fighting it began with communism after world war ii all all over the globe we got into the korean war because of it and then after that you have the bay of pigs and then uh, on to vietnam and then at some point, the climate activists got in there with, in the 70s, you know, acid rain is coming, and there's a hole in the ozone layer, so we, we've got to do this to combat it. And then you move on to, you know, the 1990s, and then all of a sudden it's global warming, 
and then 2000, it's the, now it's the war on terror. It, right. There's always an existential crisis. And the, this whole, now we're getting back to the climate emergency now. It's always something that's undefinable. And there is never, ever any view of any kind of a finish line with any of these threats. Yeah. No, 100%, which is, which is how it has to be for them to pull this off. Uh, let's see if you guys have any responses. Question of the day. Uh, or anything else that we've been talking about to this point over in X-Space. If you've got something, we'll continue to read comments on Rumble and the other platforms. But if we've got someone, Shell or Disco, f feel free to fire them in. If not, we'll just keep chatting. Well, I can't see if there are any hands up. Uh, Jeff, can you see if there's some hands up? Go ahead and well, I'm not a hand up. I know Tom, Tom has had his, uh, Jeff, Tom has had his hand up for a while. There's somebody. <laughs> I thought you said Jeff. Jeff, we'll let you drive here. Thomas, if you got something, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, Jeff, thank you. Hey, guys, uh, it's great to finally hear uh, some actual audio coming out. So uh, thank you guys for fixing that, uh, that hiccup. You know, uh, it, it seems interesting today. Um, I, I asked a simple question, and it, it, it kind of goes along with, you know, the unhinging of our government as a whole um these politicians are coming out and making statements and really they're they are weaponizing people who have absolutely no reality in the very existence of a true society um as an example okay i i made a comment to somebody um in their profile they had what i have come to understand as the representation of a flag, a certain um, obtrusive flag in regarding the harm of children. And immediately the response was, you are sexually assaulting me. And it, unfortunately it has come down to these unhinged individuals are now being emboldened to make these untrue, unjust statements because our government is, it, it, they're soft and they, they're, they're unjust. And unfortunately, it's weaponizing people against people. So, yeah. um, you know, also an, another thing that I've, I've been watching is ever since this supposed white supremacist in North Carolina, which we know that's a, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna say that word, it, an, an untrue statement. You know, they're calling for gun control. Well, we have gun control in America. It's gun control is not the issue. We're talking about mental illness in this country. That's the stance we need to stay on. It's not about legal ownership of weapons in this country because let's face it, if you take the guns out of the hands of people who legally and righteously use those weapons, then all you're doing is involving individuals who illegally own guns. You're not gonna get those guns away from these people and they're going to inflict damage on, on our society completely unchecked. Yeah, no, for Anyways, sure. That's what you thought, I appreciate it guys. Yeah, no, absolutely Thomas. And, and again, as always, thanks for your service. I, I look, this, this, um, we talked about the, the mostly white Asian shooter yesterday and guns, and we talked about the shooting here that happened in Jacksonville, where, where our studio is. Um, 
and it absolutely it's just the, the the whole conversation i won't go into it now a ton because we did yesterday but the whole conversation is ludicrous it has to be on these mentally unstable folks who are committing these acts it's not the guns as you're saying there is some level of gun control here lawful gun owners are never the problem again the, the best saying that's ever been out there is you know talking about the hundreds of millions of guns and billions of rounds of ammo that we have in this country uh, if if we were the problem the entire planet would know it. Yeah, it already would have happened. <laughs> you would see all sorts of shit blowing up and gunfire from the space station. I mean, it, would, it would be an epic scene. The space but station. It's not, I don't know if that's actually true. I don't know how far down you can see. Whatever, you get the point. It would be a massive issue. Everyone would be aware of it. It's just not. It's just not. It's one of the most, you know, outrageously fabricated lies that we, that we have in our country today on all of that. But to your first point... <clears throat> It's crazy how such a small percentage, because you look at the percentage of these people, and a lot of them from the LGBTQ plus community, not all of them, but but a lot of the radical stuff that's going on out there, particularly as it pertains to our, our youth. And they are 7%, sometimes depending on the portion of that population, less than 8%, but they're so loud and they're so vile and people are so scared to say no because they don't want to be called a name or labeled something so we let this problem fester and grow and perpetuate and that's where we are yes to your point the government is weak and they're they're letting this foster and grow but really i i I think all of the major problems we're facing in our country right now come down to us the american populace most people are scared to say something and they just hope oh i hope this goes away i'm so sick of talking about this so sick of talking about that seeing this whatever the case might be it doesn't go away if people just bend over like Republicans have in D.C. forever. If the populace is just like, well, we hope that this gets fixed. We're not OK with it, but we're not going to do anything. No, we are the majority. So we we as a populace have to play a key role. The government's not going to help us. There's there's other people who won't help us. But there's a huge portion of us who can enact change in that. And I know I'm preaching to the choir with with you here, but. It comes down to us. We we got ourselves into. They're vile. The people in D.C. vile. Both sides. But we allowed it to happen because we were asleep at the wheel for so damn long. And then we just woke up. It was like, shit, what did I take? Because now I woke up and everything is screwed up. Like... It's it's not good. It's like you you got in a car with Bill Cosby and then you woke up and everything was different. Well, yeah, I mean, there, and there's, uh, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but there's conspiracy theorists say that the world actually did end in 2012, according to the Mayan calendar, and that's why everything's going so sideways nowadays. Time feel, days feel like they're flying, and we're actually really dead. In which I, I don't, I don't know. I just think the world has just been handed over to some really sick individuals, and that's why we're here where we are today. Yeah. And us as Americans have allowed it to happen. We've allowed the politicians to do it, even though they work for us. You know, so. We have one more hand up. We got James from Pirate Radar. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, I like what Tom was trying to explain uh, before he went full Brokeback Mountain there. Uh, you know, <laughs> often the problem here is that the left and the right both agree on what the problem is, but we can fundamentally disagree on either the path to fixing it or what the definitions are. And that's that's really where we're at, right? Domestic terrorism, big problem. The problem is it's the left that's committing it while they point at the moms and dads at the uh, school board meeting. It, that's why we live in this insane society is we can't even agree on the definitions of the problem. 
No, 100%. I think you're absolutely right, James. It, it is such a big problem. Can't de- you, we can't decide, we can't uh, agree on a definition, whether it's a woman or a domestic terrorist or what climate change is or isn't or any of these things. But not only that, we don't get to decide. I mean, they literally are changing in dictionaries, online and print dictionaries, what terms mean so they can project their bullshit onto us uh, in conservative America. And, and it really is. That, that is the, the toughest thing with all of this. It's the toughest thing with domestic terrorism or red flag laws. Okay, well, who gets to determine who's a domestic terrorist or who's incapable of having a gun or who gets to determine who's... And that's the problem is, is we disagree on it, but we're never the ones who get to decide on what the, the new acceptable, appropriate definition is, even though what they're putting out there is absolute lunacy. I mean, you you would the, the stuff that they say back like 20, 30 years ago, you would have gotten thrown in a freaking insane asylum. Like, dude, you're freaking off your rocker. Now it's like challenge that though, and we're putting you on a list. And eventually we're gonna get you into I mean, it's just it's it's bananas where we are right now. Uh, but the definition thing is it, it's absolutely the truth. We can't agree on anything, and there's no convincing you can't get someone to sit down over a cup of coffee to talk about what a woman is. No. Like, they're too triggered to do that. It might be the wrong kind of coffee. They might not have soy milk there or whatever bullshit people that they put in their coffee. Just drink your coffee black. That's how we're supposed to do it. But but that's, that's the problem. You can't even get to the conversation aspect of it. It's just, this right. is my definition. That's your definition. I hope you burn in hell. Well, to me, this all started with the acceptance of Casual Friday back in the late 60s. I'm <laughs> <laughs> saying this, but I am coming up with this theory, and I am writing it out to, to prove my point. But getting back to, to James when he was talking about words or violence, the left has done a great job on weaponizing language. And that's what they've done, and that's why that that's how we've come to this point. When he was talking about the person who had the the pedophile pic in, in their uh, social media profile, yeah, that was Thomas. Yep, yep, yeah. And it, they were talking about, um, and then that person is like, "Oh, you're literally raping me." That that's where this whole words are violence thing comes from, and and we on the right, as much as we push back. The left was able to get a foothold in on what defining hate speech is. And once hate speech found its ugly way into our society, where you could label anything that you wanted to hate speech, and all that means is, I don't agree with what you said, so now, therefore, it's hate speech, then that escalated to words or violence. Right. So now words become violence. If I say something to you and you go, oh, you're, you're verbally assaulting me, if somebody's assaulting you and you need to defend yourself, well, that means you can take whatever whatever um, defensive posture that you want to take in retaliation because now it becomes a self-defense thing. So if I say something to you you don't like and you feel threatened, now you can shoot me? <laughs> you know, and that that's where just this all, it, it can all lead to this. Yeah. And this is just it. It's maddening to see how the left has been able to weaponize language in our society. Well, but what's fascinating with that whole conversation is they they have weaponized things. They have they're saying words are violence and, and that's hate speech and this is hate speech. And then you but if you if if I did or you did turned around, and said, well, I don't like what you're saying. And I consider all of the stuff that you're pouring into our schools or all the things that you're saying about us as so-called domestic terrorists. I, I see that as hate speech, and I'm I'm triggered, and I need a safe space. 
it, it doesn't go both ways. Their response is, oh, but you don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're not an acceptable person. You're not, let me check. No, you're not on our list. No. So go ahead and fuck off. That's, that's, that's basically the response. We just want it to be a safe place for everyone if you agree with this. If not, you're, that, that, that's where it's, it's ridiculous is they call themselves out with their own policies in the end because it's not fair. Yeah, remember that video we showed? It was on the college campus when they were just bringing out the safe spaces for certain people to go study. And there was a white kid that walked in, and the the black girl was like, "You're not allowed to be in here. Like, you you make me nervous. Like, th this safe space is not for you." And he's just like, "I just am trying to find a place with good internet. Like, I'm 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 not here. Like, we're friends." And she like blew up at it, and it's like, "Okay, why can't he have a safe place too? Like, I, safe spaces are dumb. Yes, but why is he being excluded in all this? It's ridiculous. Not on the right team. Because yeah. anytime that you say that you're for inclusion." That means other people have to be excluded. And that's of course. what the left is going for. They're looking for exclusion of certain people, of certain races, so they could have, oh, weird, Democrats, now that come to think of it, they want separate but equal. Yeah. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. By the way, Umbrella Echo says Tom, that, that you're giving him a dude, a dude vibe. And he wants to go bowling now. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, we've got a new bowling alley. I can't wait. With a badass, like, rooftop bar opening. The dude. It's going to be great. That's where, the, that's where the second extravaganza should be at. I'll actually wear shoes. Yeah, that, that could be fun. Oh, my God. This would be perfect. Disco can be Donnie. I'll be the dude. And then what? who is the... Uh, uh, the um, oh, what's his name? Um, John Goodman character with, with with the shooting glasses. It pulls out. The gun. <laughs> you, you can dress I like mean, him. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I'll, I'll put any outfit on. I'll do anything once. Um, okay. Good. Good engagement, guys. Thanks for thanks for speaking up there. Uh, we're going to get back to you. We're going to take a break now, and then we're going to come back and talk about Vivek. Because there's been lots of concern, lots of buzz. People are getting a little too excited too fast on Vivek. I think there's some reason to pump the brakes. I'm not saying dump the guy entirely. Uh, that's that's not where I'm coming at from this. You might get to that point. I'm not I'm not voting for him. But 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 let's just have a conversation about it because there's some interesting tidbits that continue to leak out about him. He's just got a lot of explaining to do. A lot of explaining to do. He can smile and show his teeth as he does it because they're they're fabulous. Very, very white. Very, very nice. I should stop smoking cigars. Maybe I'll have nicer teeth. Or go to the dentist. I don't have time for that. Or brush your teeth. I definitely do that. <laughs> I, I do lots of good things. I just I just do lots of bad yeah, things. Yeah, you smoke cigars, right. drink coffee. That stains the teeth. Yeah. So, you know. I have a steady diet of coffee, bourbon, and, and cigars. cigars. It's fantastic. It's great. Just use a straw. You'll be it's the, fine. It's the Winston. Yeah, exactly. No, that is gay. Don't put a straw in your coffee. I hate that. What are you having, coffee? I don't want to get my lipstick. I don't want it to mess up. No, no, no. We're, you know what? We're not serving coffee at the in-studio extravaganza uh, for that very reason, because I don't want to hurt a relationship with anyone. We're just, we're not doing it. Uh, okay. Tom's the one that's going to do it. I know. Damn it, Tom. Uh, don't think that I haven't seen Tom wear lipstick before. It's happened. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about who Vivek really is. Stay with us. Get more of Drew, and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. 
Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. Moms and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books, they are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember... The land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. Welcome back. Those of you in X spaces, you can't see Tom dressed as a hunchback servant uh, there. <laughs> with <now>. chainmail. <laughs> with chainmail on his face, but that's what was just happening. <clears throat> so the Vivek popularity train seems to be on the verge, possibly, of derailing a little bit like a Norfolk Southern train in Pennsylvania or maybe a different state. But you've got him whose who's popularity is spiking. But as it spikes and he kind of comes out of nowhere, a lot more questions come up. Who is this guy? A lot of questions come up. And you've got GOP presidential candidate Hirsch Singh, 
How familiar are you guys with Hirsch Singh? Not on my radar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he makes Doug Burgum look like Madonna. <laughs> just like but you've got Hirsch Singh, who brought to light some controversial details concerning Vivek Ramaswamy's political affiliations and voting history. Shall we get into it? Indeed. Let's get into it. Okay, documentation obtained from Franklin County, Ohio. Their board of elections suggests that Ramaswamy wow. is not a, bless you, Disco, not a registered Republican, but rather a registered, unaffiliated voter. Okay, that's enough. That's too many. And I've muted myself and Tom so you wouldn't hear it. Um, <laughs> but he's, so he's registered as an unaffiliated voter. Uh, and he goes on to say this, and I've got to comment on that, but he, he goes on to say that uh, per documentation received by Vivek Ramaswamy's Franklin County, Ohio Board of Elections, Vivek is not a registered Republican, but registered unaffiliated and never voted in a Republican primary in his entire life. I don't really care about that. That, to me, that's not a big deal. By the way, I'm not affiliated with the Republican Party anymore because they're a bunch of losers. So I don't want to be associated with them. Doesn't mean I won't vote for a Republican. I likely will vote for a Republican, but I don't want to be labeled a Republican because I'm not gay. Okay? You don't like labels. <laughs> I don't like labels. Well, gay. there's some labels that are kind of fun. I mean, I kind of like some labels. Anyways, I don't see that as a big issue. Deplorable? Deplorable. I've, I've been called so much worse. <laughs> um, but... So you've got that. Then you've got voting records initially posted by an account called Ohio Legislative Watch on Twitter or X that show that he did not vote in the Ohio State primaries in 2022 and 2023. I also don't really care about that, but we're going to continue on. He declared his presidential candidacy this past February and has previously defended his failure to vote in his younger days, telling Hannity at the time that he did so or didn't rather in this case vote because he was a jaded person in his 20s. Now, keep in mind, 2022 and 2023, he was not in his 20s. He was in his mid-30s. But adding to the controversy, the Federal Election Commission FEC data reveals that Ramaswamy was a donor to the Democrat Party in 2016 during their, during their primary. So you've got that. You've got FEC records show that on March 29th of that year, 2016, he made a contribution in the, the amount of $2,700 to Act Blue, the Friends of Dina campaign group, which is associated with Democrat Party congressional candidate Dina Minning. Grayson, or was, rather. So you've got all of that. And then, so Gateway Pundit put out a lot of this stuff. Again, Barb, thanks for sharing the article again, because uh, it, it was helpful to, to, to see some of this stuff. But in a statement to them, to the pundit, you had Vivek Senior Advisor Trisha McLaughlin that said the decision to, to donate to Dina Min and Grayson was not a political one. It was just in support. It was just purely a friendship thing. That's all it was. Okay, so here's some of the points that are going on. There's other ones, too. There's other concerns, you know, WEF-type concerns, Soros concerns. We'll get to that in a second as well. But you see these things coming up, and, and, and you, you hear the discussion about a lot of it, and then, and then everyone's jumping on, okay, he's, he's awful. He's, I, I'm more concerned about the WEF stuff, which he's tried to talk down, the Soros stuff, all of that than I am his voter registration or how he voted or who he donated to in the past. But they are question marks because he's flip-flopped so much on so many of his issues. So you marry all this stuff together and, and it does make you just at minimum say, okay, who are you really? What do you really believe? What did you believe then? What made you change your beliefs now? And please have the answer not be because you think you can win over here or because you're gonna get votes this way. 
but he's he's gaining a lot of traction and and momentum not enough to win he's not going to win but he's gaining a lot of of momentum i think because he's he's young and exciting but but there's a lot of freaking questions to to be answered with him right and you've got a gop side you got the republicans on our side who are quick to support any candidate of color to try and distance themselves from the media narrative that we're all racist oh isn't this great look at this young you know indian fellow like stop it and we're not the only ones who do democrats do the same thing everyone gets excited about a candidate that they can play the race card with or identity politics with but this 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 guy here there's a lot about him that just we're always warned by your parents right growing up if it seems too good to be true it likely is and that's the vibe that you get from vivek you're saying all the right things but it seems like you're saying them because you want the response that frankly he's getting but then you look at his past and while anyone can change trump used to be a democrat elon used to be a democrat i don't know exactly what he is now but point being is the Democrats keep shifting way over there and it's changing where people fall on the line for sure. And our country's falling apart. So, so, so these days just being pro country makes you more of a Republican, but, but you've, you've, you've got the fact that people can change. It just seems like there's a lot of question marks with him. There are a lot of question marks. And when you're talking about, you know, donating to this chick's campaign, Dina and something or other, from what I've been able to find out, if they were friends, whatever. You know, if you're going to donate three grand or whatever, it, it, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I mean, you're talking, I'm I'm somebody who donated $50 to John Fetterman because as soon as he said, good night, I was like, I need to see more of you. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't not, not near the $2,000 mark. It was the the best 50 bucks I've ever spent just so I can see him up all the time and just having that look and that sound of mom says I'm a good helper <laughs> one day I'll get my own paper out that's what I love about John Fetterman and that's why I contributed to him okay, okay. so you're the reason why he won I, you know, he's a senator now <laughs> um. <laughs> but getting back to Vivek Vivek yes he's the shiny bright toy he, he's extremely energetic charismatic uh he he has very thought out positions on different topics but you and i've talked about it before it's just like whichever would the way the wind starts blowing there goes vivek yeah <laughs> oh it's blowing back the other way there goes vivek <laughs> yeah so there there's a lot to to unpack with him i think that somebody who changes throughout their life i i don't think that you can you know God forbid if you guys ever saw the twenty-year-old Tom Cunningham <laughs> as opposed to the one that you have now, you wouldn't. You would freak out. It, it was, you know, a totally different person. And everybody's like that. The older that you get, the the more sort of I guess wisdom you have, life experiences that you have, that help you sort out problems a lot different and not act as much on impulse and. and just you know a gut feeling about you know this is the way it is and this is the way it's always been and just kind of saying okay kind of you know taking a step back and able to see different sides of the conversation and then coming up with your own you know, your own opinion from it yeah 
No, absolutely. And and we've all there's there's people talking about his past. You're talking about his past. Look, change change is good. Change happens. That's for the most for the most part. Um, it, it happens. And I I used to go along with a lot of the old Republican, not old, current Republican ways of of following this neocon and this one and this uniparty member who's really just about their family and their dynasty and not actually the country. A lot of us have fallen prey to that. We voted for Mitt Romney. We voted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we sure did. We sure did. Um, but <laughs> that's, do we have to go there? Um, but so change is okay. But when it seems like you're just changing because this is where you're going to land, like Ginger's bringing up, he, he raised his hand and called climate change a hoax. I love that. I love that, but it it to me it reeks of, if that's what you really feel. But it reeks of this is a big moment for me. I can separate myself by saying something and calling it a hoax here on stage when I know that none of these other guys <laughs> next to me are going to do anything. Uh, to me, it's a publicity play, and I don't think it's a dumb one. I think it was a clever. I think they're clever as all get out. Whoever is is helping strategize for him, I think they're doing a good job. Genius, genius. But if you pay attention. It just, it just, it seems too good to be true. And you, the stuff we just had there, former Democrat, donated to Democrats. Again, being unaffiliated, no problem with that. Like, both parties are failures. They hate you, so why support them? But you've got that, and then you've got the WEF stuff, you know, listed as one of their scholars on the World Economic Forum. There's those ties. He's come out. He sued them in response. But even that comes out to me like— this is a good opportunity for me then, at the time, to be a part of the, the, the Soros Foundation and the World Economic Forum. And then, okay, now it's not good, so now I'm going to sue. So it makes it seem like, and maybe that's just negative, like, thinking on my part and thinking the worst of people, but I've seen the worst of people. <clears throat> that's just what my life has been and my old job. And, and this, so I just, I do, I'm like, sorry, I see a therapist for it, but I assume the worst in most people. So when I see that move, it's like, okay, good, good on you. That's smart. But I don't buy it. And then you've got reports of, of, of money coming in from Soros and stuff like that. Again, all stuff he's pushed back against. But all of these people who want to get, if you want to get into politics in the first place, there's something wrong with you. And then you tend to go where the money is. You tend to go where the power and the influence is, where the opportunities are. And that's just, it seems to me, like, that's been this path that he's been on, and it's been where it is. And right now, okay, the Trump crowd is loudest. I'm going to speak to the Trump crowd. The The America First crowd is loudest. They should be. Everyone should be about America First. <clears throat> I'm going to speak to that crowd. So I'm changing my message to that. But who are you going to be if you were to actually get in? Again, you have no chance in hell of winning this thing. But who are you going to actually be if you get in? That's what we need to know. I just don't understand why people don't want to be real. That's why I would never run for politics, because I'd be way too real <laughs> on the podium. They'd be like, I like this guy, that guy. And the other person would be like, I hate this guy because he he says uncomfortable things. I hate I hate the game that they play. And I know we all do. I'm not the only one. I just I hate it. Just be fucking real. I hate this. I hate this. I hate you. Straight up say it. But here's what I'll do for you. Right. And I promise I'll do it if I get in. Well, half the country is more comfortable with somebody who they view as your classic politician, like a Mike Pence or a Chuck Schumer. They're they're just very comfortable with somebody that has been in in the politics business for a very long time. 
it, we saw it during the debates when I can't remember if it was Pence or Christie were calling Vivek a, a novice. Uh, to me, that's not a put down. <laughs> you know, being career, called a career politician to me that would be more more of a put down than somebody who's a novice. And you know what? What's wrong with having a novice in there? Well, we kind of saw that with Trump because he didn't know how the game was played with the deep state, and that's going to be the problem with anybody who goes in there that's not a part of their club. And I'm all for anybody who's not a part of their club. I really despise and dislike their uniparty club. And whoever is the antithesis of that, that's who I want. Yeah, no, I agree. And 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 uh, if that's what he is, and, and and he is to a certain extent, no matter what, then I'm for that too. It, it, we're, at, we're that's that, that's the point where we are in this this game in this country is you have to assume, might not hope and not want, but you have to assume the worst is going to happen. Play the scenario out in your head where Trump's not on the on the ballot, because the left is going to do everything they can to prevent that from happening. It's not what you want. It's not what I want. That's not what anyone should want for the country, frankly, even if you're not a Trump supporter. But there's there's reasonable odds that that might happen. Then you have to be like, okay, what's the next for you? What's the next best thing? Who is the most opposite of permanent Washington? Who has a chance to remain opposite of permanent Washington the longest? Most people fall prey to it and cave at a certain point. Who is that person? I don't know. I'm not convinced it's him. I'm not convinced anyone uh, is 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 sufficient. Uh, and I just don't like politics. Period. But that's where we are. We can't have we can't have the other side win. We know that. So you know, I, I don't know. But Vivek, to me, for those who are thinking, he seems like he could be my guy in the primary. I'm not telling you how to vote. I don't care who you vote for, and I'm not saying that in a mean way. I just you got to do what's best for you. I have a lot of questions about him. I think everyone should, and, and he's got a lot of answering to do. And if he can continue to do it and then stay consistent, maybe that'll be enough. Maybe it won't, but you've had your... Oh, yeah. Well, he he's... Out of everyone on the stage, he's the most unpredictable because we don't have a track record with him. We know where DeSantis is going to land on certain things or you know, everyone there, they're going to go to their constituents, the people who voted for them in the past. Well, if I lean this way, if I say this thing, but then end up going this way, I'm still going to get the votes. With him, he's unpredictable. We don't know where he's going to go and what he's going to do. Like the... Well, the first thing he came out and said, like, oh, I back up Trump. And then what was it? Two weeks later, he's like, I think we should give the Bidens a pardon. You know, you're like, wait a second. Yeah. What's going on here? But he's we don't know because there's no track record with him. Yes. People are showing like, oh, here's how he voted, you know, for presidents or whatever or who he donated to. But that's all we really have. We don't have all the, the you know, with Pence. We know exactly what he's done his whole career. DeSantis, same thing. We know we know we have an idea like yeah, this is where they're going to lean. We got it. That's fine. He's the unpredictable one. And that should be scary because we don't know where he's actually going to well, land. It could be scary. It could not be yeah. scary. But that, that point you brought up, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll pardon Trump, but then I'll also pardon Hunter Biden. To me, it's, it, it, it sounds like you're trying to please everyone and get as many votes, get some of the independents, you know, this, that, which is which you need to do, right? Everyone needs to grab some of those votes in the middle. But you got, I mean, it took me way too freaking long, way too long to learn to not try and please everyone and capture everyone to include old iterations of this show and and some of the time on blaze and stuff like that you i don't want to say this because it's going to piss the the audience off we might lose a portion of that audience if we say this or do that 
it is so much better not giving a fuck. <laughs> and, and that doesn't mean I don't give. I mean, I, you know, I, ca I care about you guys. I, I care about the audience. I care about this country. I want to care about everyone, but I just, I can't and nor should anyone else here try and care what everyone thinks and try and please everyone. But politicians fall into that trap where it's like, okay, well, let's, if we say this, but do this, we can kind of capture both. And they try and ride this line. No, walk in, drop your balls on a table and, and then give a speech. See what happens. That's why Trump was so successful. He came in, he dropped his balls on the table. Every outing that he was at, that's what won over everybody because of how genuine he was. It, he wasn't going, oh, which way is, uh, you know, the wind's blowing this way. Okay, here, uh, here's how I am today. Uh, late. It, it's, okay, here's how I am. It was, boom, this is it. All right, we'll see you at the ballot box. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and when you say thing, if, if the mindset is in response to something you say or do, you can't say that or you can't do that. I love it. You're speaking my language because you don't want to, you, you just don't want someone who's going to, Mike Pence will just go along to get along, right? And and pretend to be a Christian all along the way. And pretend to pump gas. And pretend to pump gas, which <laughs> he can't even do that, which is remarkable. By the way, if you're in Florida, fill up your tanks, get some gas in there. But, um, but you want someone, you want someone like that, like you're talking about who he I still remember that's the and I remember the conversation back in 2016. Well, it's not very presidential. That's good. Good. Yeah. Thank, uh, thank God, because you can like Trump, not like Trump. But I tell you what, the shakeup that happened in 2016 and everything we've experienced since. And granted, it's not all good because no. we have we have really stirred up the hornet's nest. But everyone can see now how broken it was, how broken it is. And who actually runs the joint. Right. So it's, I mean, it was absolutely critical that he win that and that you had an outsider come in and do it. I'd prefer more outsiders, absolutely. But at minimum, I'll tell you what, it had to happen because you had to wake people up because all of us, a lot of us, including in, in these various chat rooms, various platform spaces, myself included, were, were quasi comfortable with a lot of the Republicans and what they had to offer. Like, yeah, this one's pretty good here. Like you'd define yourself defending one. Everyone would pile on one. You didn't necessarily know why. We didn't know Lindsey Graham was gay yet. We didn't have, like, we just didn't know what was going on. Fast forward today, it's like, okay, I hate all of you. <laughs> you five over there, go stand, no, stand a little further away. I like you guys. Wait a second. Did you say we didn't know Lindsey Graham was gay? <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of like, you know, back in the 80s, we were just like, well, Elton John's different. He didn't have to come out for always to kind of get an idea of what was going on. Fair point. I didn't. I wasn't paying. My gaydar was not up with Lindsey Graham well, ten you, years ago. You've gotten that upgraded since, right? I've gotten. Yeah, yeah, I put a new yeah, system yeah. in. It is robust. Uh, but speaking but, of gaydar, Ginger earlier. This is rewinding all the way back to when you said I don't identify as a Republican because I'm not gay. Her comment was gay? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? So I think she wants you to elaborate on that. <laughs> well, pretty much. I mean, what I always say is I'm not gay, but I, that guy I had sex with, I think, was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it might be time for a break. I don't know. Could, could definitely be time for a break. 
Um, <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, Ginger, people talking about the hurricane. Um, I'm just going to segue from the, the gay sex Perfect. to a hurricane. Um, it's very natural. Some people are going to feel like that's what they're having. Uh, unfortunately, there's going to be parts of the state that are hit hard by it. Uh, I don't know. Hard and fast. Hard. <laughs> Hurricane. <laughs> but the way that it's tracking right now, it's heading up to the big bend of Florida, what we call it. If you're looking at Florida, the part where the mullet starts, it would be right near the forehead, where, yeah. the, where the mullet starts to begin of Florida. That's the least populous part of the state of Florida. So Tom doesn't care about you guys there. No, that's not what he's saying at all. No, absolutely. It seems right. like it's going to hit there. Odds are there's still going to be devastation. It looks like a strong storm. It looks like it's going to be. But what do the weather people know? They don't know anything. Uh, and then it's supposed to come across the state. It was originally going to come across and, and have a pretty strong impact on Jacksonville. It still could. I hope it doesn't. Uh, but it seems as though it might go a little bit north into to, to Georgia and just above us now. So we will see all that to say. Everyone in Florida and in the Southeast, be safe, be, you know, be smart and, and make sure you've got stuff on hand in case you have power outages and whatnot. Don't be don't be crazy, but be smart and be prepared. And and then with that, there is a chance there is Tom's already got booze over there. There is a chance that Rome is for the storm. And then gin and tonic is post storm because that fends off mosquitoes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Who said we aren't medical doctors around here? Uh but but there is a chance that we'll have some technical hiccups if the studio goes down. We've got some redundancies in 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 play and and some stuff that we might lean on if that happens. But we also don't know for sure that that's going to work. You just don't know well, when this happens. And but. it's it's hard because a tree could go down a mile or three miles away from here, and that's what knocks all the power out in our region. You know, it's weird. It's just weird how it may happen or may not happen. Right. Like, well, it's not even raining over here, but we have no power. Yeah. No, exactly. So well, we'll just see. We're, we're hoping for the best for everyone in the state. Uh, I'm not gay. I have angry sex with everyone. This is Umbrella <laughs> Okay. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got some other stuff we'll hit, to, hit on. If you guys have anything in spaces that you want to get to, we'll absolutely get there, too. Just raise your hand, grab a mic, uh, and we'll continue the show right after this short break. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar call 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 
I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Thanks America! I love Tom. <laughs> Save yourself! <laughs> it's just never a dull moment here. Now, now, starting now, almost like the last week or two, well, not last week because we were gone, but now on breaks, we have, like, snacks and stuff. Hey, do you want pizza? Hey, should we get this? There's just... <laughs> it's, Thank it's you, Tom. Party Thank here. you for the pizza yes. today, Tom. We've become very gluttonous here. Yes. It's a definite problem. It's a definite problem. Also, the problem... We've started quite the conversation in the chat. We have. Yeah. I like missionaries so we can keep arguing. Who <laughs> 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 said that? That's brilliant. Dragonheart said that. Oh, Dragonheart. That's uh, absolutely brilliant. So, um, you guys, by all means, can keep talking about that, but we're going to try and. Uh, drive ahead here with with some stuff. I had to move my computer over a little bit because it was dying on me. But let's uh, let's keep going. If there's people who want to raise their hand and and chat, by all means, come up. Come on up. Disco's got the latest. We've become a weather show here. Disco's got. <laughs> well, the we need latest. you on the green screen now for this one. Yes. <laughs> As you can see here on your screen. Uh, but there there's the the latest track of Adalia, who's that adulterous little storm coming through the Gulf of Mexico. Looks like it's going to go there to the top of the bend, as Tom was talking about, and hopefully, Miss Jackson. We're just going to get a lot. The, the outer bands on this on this thing are huge. I've been looking at like we're going to get pummeled with rain. Can you put yeah. that picture back up? Yeah. Doesn't that look like a Van Gogh painting with with the coloring down? Oh yeah, with all the the, yeah. the wind. So this is from the My Radar app. We're not sponsored by them, but it's great because you can see which way the winds are blowing and everything. So it's Van Gogh. It's, it's got a very Van Gogh look to it. Feel it's it's. It's vibrant color. I guarantee you it's better than anything Hunter's done. <laughs> like, that's that's some real art right there. You know how you have ghost writers? Do you think there's a ghost painter? I don't know. I bet you could do some creative, you know, some creative stuff when you're on cocaine or Parmesan cheese or whatever he's doing. Who, who's the one Christian artist painter? Um, 
can't he always hides his initials in the painting. I can't remember, but anyway, there's an institute where people go and learn how to paint like him, and they will actually paint copies of his painting. So it's hand painted; it's not like a printed like photocopy. They'll go and like and learn how to paint like him. And yeah, when you go on a cruise ship, those are the paintings you actually end up buying. It's not the original. Thomas Kincaid, there it is. Oh, Kincaid. Thomas Kincaid. Okay. Yeah. He's Christian. Yeah. I Remember know. Leroy Neiman? <laughs> no. He was a famous uh, sports artist. I'm sure if you looked up his paintings, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. He, he made a, a cameo appearance in, I believe, Rocky Three. Why did they have an artist appear in Rocky <laughs> What was his name? Because he was a premier sports artist. And he was like, okay, all right, at the time true. Rocky Three came out, he was doing like all kinds of prints for the Olympics and Super Bowls and... All kinds of things. He he had a cool mustache, and I'm gonna pull an image. Reminds like me, month here. I think so. What was his name? Leroy Neiman. Leroy Neiman. All right. All right. Well, let's move on to Trump bobblehead dolls. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! This is an epic mustache, though. I'll, you I just keep pull it, pull it in. Yeah, pull I'm, it in. I'm, I'm pulling it in. I love a good mustache. Uh, <clears throat> People talking about Cantori. I do. I, I tell you, some one of my friends posted this week about you know here's all the things you shouldn't do, especially newcomers to Florida during her, you know hurricane prep. Um, you know, don't buy all the stuff. Don't you know, just be a respectful kind of a thing. Just chill out a little bit, right? But, and one of the comments was, "Don't watch the Weather Channel 24 <laughs> 7 Is everything okay, Tom? Tom's like, <laughs> there, there's somebody. Cruising around outside, they, okay. they look harmless. Okay, they're right. wiggling. Well, Tom, like a, <laughs> lots of quick looks over there. I'm like, what's going on? But don't watch it 24/7. But I do think I do find you know now that I've been in Florida for a long time, I'm used to hurricanes. They happen every year. I find the entertainment value from the Weather Channel's reporting to be outstanding. Oh, it's fantastic. Just so over the top. I mean, this is the Super Bowl for them. Yeah. And they go, I mean, they treat it as such. I mean, you've got people panting and breathing. That's right, Jenna. This is Well, there, there was a, a few years ago, there was a clip where the guy's like leaning and he's like, it's so intense. And then like a married couple is just slowly sauntering, like looking back at him like, what's going on? Like, there's no wind. And right. it's like, what's going on? But the thing that everybody forgets when they're out in front of the camera going, oh, God, the wind is intense. There's a camera guy with a camera on a tripod who's making that shot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep, there sure is. All right, here's that. Here's the, what's his name? Leroy? Leroy Neiman. Here's his mustache. That's so glorious. <laughs> now, are the sides attached I th there? I, th I think it's, yeah, I think it's like growing on his face. I don't think it, it, it I don't know, it's hard it, to it's tell. It's separate. It, it goes straight out. Straight out. Like, yeah. it's floating. It's it's yeah. free floating oh. once it passes the crease on his face. He kind of has that Salvatore Dolly feel. If he were to curl his mustache up like Dolly did, Dolly's mustache could touch the top. It could it was, it would surpass his eyebrows. That's that's impressive. Speaking of eyebrows, I was talking with one of my uh, family members last night about the debate, and they're like, "Who's the guy with the bushy eyebrows?" I'm like, "Doug Burgum." Like, come on, you should. <laughs> I started talking. Started talking. Like, how do you know so much? I'm like, thanks to Tom. That's why I know so much about. Everyone Doug should be shamed if they don't know. You don't know who Doug Burgum, Doug Burgum is, and at least a few <laughs> key facts about him. 
Uh, people joining for the first time, by the way, we do talk news and politics for sure, <laughs> but every once in a while we just spiral off onto art and paintings and food and Leroy Neiman's mustache. I think we should keep that photo in the TriCaster. It might be yeah. it might be worth worthwhile. So, Tom, weren't you at this bobblehead museum? I was when we came to Milwaukee. Milwaukee's the home of the Bobblehead Museum and Hall of Fame. So, some meaningless knowledge that you didn't know, but now you do. Bobblehead <laughs> <laughs> Museum is there. Well, we bring them up, though, because they released a Trump mugshot bobblehead. Okay? And according to the Democrats who run the uh, own the museum, uh, they said the following, the Trump bobblehead features the former president's unsmiling, scowling mugshot on a base bearing his name and glaring into the camera. Trump's brow is furrowed, his jaw clenched, and his red tie knotted tightly. Tightly. Said that wrong. I love how they try and describe it and, and make him, like, pouty. He's not smiling in a mugshot. Right. <laughs> uh, and most people don't smile in a mugshot unless they're, like, a devious character in, like, a... DC Universe or Marvel film, like a villain, like the Joker might do that, but right. you're, you're, you're just not going to have him smiling and looking happy, but they had to put those little slight zings in there. These right? aren't ordinary bobbleheads. I mean, look at this. These are, they're, they're fancy. very detailed. These are the pictures that I took. Uh, who's, uh, yeah, Ulysses S. Grant, one of my favorite presidents of all time, because I believe that he was, suffered from ADD, and that was the cause of his alcoholism. And he's a very fascinating president. And then also, also of course, Nixon. <laughs> that Nixon bobblehead was a bit disappointing. It looks nothing like Yeah, as you say, it doesn't look like Nixon. But when you walk into the bobblehead museum, the first thing you're greeted by is a woman in a mask. <laughs> Welcome to the bobblehead museum. And I was like, oh, okay, now I see what I'm getting into. Yes. And so I took a tour of the bobblehead museum. I started with their timeline of the bobblehead, which started, I believe, in the 1600s. And the, the Chinese, of course, were the first ones to come up with a bobblehead, which was brought from China to England, and I can't remember the name of the queen who first, there's a picture of her with two bobbleheads, a painting of her with two bobbleheads in the background, and that's, that that is regarded as the first bobbleheads to ever have been recorded in Western civilization. Okay. And then goes on down the line from there. I don't like that China made the first one. Why do they have to make everything? Well, they made fireworks. That's true. Silver linings, I right? Guess. And so you go through this museum. There are ten thousand bobbleheads in there, mainly sports bobbleheads, and <laughs> the novelty of it wears off in a hurry. But getting back to the owners of this place, being greeted by the master, <laughs> in a hurry. Sorry, <laughs> going into the gift shop area, they had three different Nancy Pelosi bobbleheads. One of her, a bobblehead of Nancy tearing up the speech. Of, uh, State of the Union. State of yeah. Union. Their number one selling bobblehead is Bernie Sanders on inauguration with the mask in the glove. And like fold, <laughs> and sitting in the, uh, the folding chair. Yes. Yeah, that's their number one seller. Okay. But they did have a John Fetterman bobblehead. And I was like, that's going to be mine. But it was up on a top shelf and I couldn't reach it. 
So instead of like getting somebody to come help me, I didn't want to have any more interaction with the mask lady, so I just blew it off. Mm. And missed opportunity. He's gonna buy it online. Opportunity. I, I went home, John Fetterman bobbleheadless. And didn't you, they? They had five Fauci bobbleheads. They had five Fauci bobbleheads. They had, of course, they had the one where he's. You, you see those the the Fauci prayer candles. They had one like that. <clears throat> they had one in a white coat. They had a retirement Fauci. They had a regular Dr. Fauci and another one of Dr. Fauci, an American hero or something like that. They didn't have one with six masks on them? No, it didn't have the, the six masks okay. on there. But you could definitely tell they are the people that run this place are trust the science crowd. Mm. Well, a lot of people were there in, in Milwaukee. I didn't know. We were talking to the Mammoth folks on the way up to the commercial shoot on Thursday and we talk about how mayors, you know, Democrat strongholds, how long people have been mayors, 50, 65 years, 75 years. I think it was like, can you confirm this? It was like over 100 years. For what? For the last time there was a non- Oh, a Republican. Uh, yeah, okay, let, me, let me look. Uh, it was some crazy figure, which you, you know Milwaukee's a, a blue pimple in a mostly red state, as is the case with a lot of, uh, of, of places in the Midwest there, but- uh, and not just the Midwest, frankly, across the country. But that was that was that was interesting information, nonetheless. What pains me, though, getting back to your bobblehead story, is, and yes, again, if you're coming in late, we're talking about bobbleheads. Um, you, you've got these hardcore leftists who are running this shop, and kudos to them, they're smart. But this this you say the top seller was the Bernie one. It's not going to be the top seller anymore. It's going to be the Trump one. They are going to kill it with this. So you're more than okay making money off of him. You just you're just not okay with with the rest of him, which is very capitalist of you. Right. For someone who no doubt probably wants socialism here. It's probably glad that it's coming here. But but they're going to kill it with that bobblehead doll, just like a lot of people are going to kill it. I mean, that 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 mugshot is going to be used and sold and marketed more than anything in a long, long time. It's iconic. It, it is. It, it, it's up there with every other arrest photo from Jim Morrison to Jimi Hendrix to Elvis to Frank Sinatra. It's in that pantheon of American iconography now. It, it just I don't think the Democrats are pretty short sighted and I don't think that they realized what they were unleashing when they did that. Is it going to sway the election? I don't know. Is Trump going to you know, be the nominee? I, I don't know that either. But what I do know that no matter how his political career turns out, that picture is going to live on for as long as the country lasts, which. <laughs> like three more years <laughs> seems, seems to be kind of coming down a little bit no it absolutely will it will backfire in a big way i, I think it backfires and and promotes him further and further into the race we've seen that with fundraising we've seen that with with <clears throat> polling we've seen that with a lot of things it did the question in the end is just what else they have up their sleeve that's that's really what it comes down to probably a miscalculation for sure on that front but who's this who do you have up there so this is sherborne merrill merrill becker Hmm. And he was elected mayor of Milwaukee in 1906, defeated four-term incumbent David Rose. He was only 29 years at the time, and he was probably known as the boy mayor. He served only one two-year term and chose not to return to office after that. And that was the last Republican mayor in Milwaukee. Hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. What's it? Sherwood? Sherburn. Sherbert. Sherburn with an N. Sherburn. Merrill Becker. I feel like Sherburn's not used enough anymore. No, it's not. It's definitely a, a lost name. Hmm. He looks like my my nephew Eric. <laughs> but so what would that be? Nineteen oh six. So nineteen oh eight was the last time they had a Republican mayor in Milwaukee. Yeah. So, so that is he he said one hundred and fifteen. Yeah, that's, that's what right. he said. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you have it. Uh, that, that's just a drop in the bucket, considering how old the universe is. <laughs> I was going to play the more you know bumper, but now I feel like it doesn't fit. So, Thank you. Yes, you're right. It is, that's an astute point, Tom. Um, I feel like somehow we're all dumber. We're here. You awarded no points. May God, God have mercy, mercy on, on your soul. soul. So, so let's go back to KJP for a second. Everyone here. just put their hands down in yeah, the space. God, They're like, nope. No, we're out. In fact, we're just leaving the room. <laughs> Madame Less Than Worthless was asked about girls in Afghanistan and their inability to go to school. Here's what the duplicitous dumbass had to say in response. Listen, listen to her. Try, I, this, I don't even know if this qualifies as a response. Listen to her try to respond to the plight of young girls and women in Afghanistan. Um, but seriously, what is the message that the administration has for the millions of girls in Afghanistan who can't go to school because the Taliban won't let them? So, look, um, the president has always been very clear about the importance of girls, not just here in America, but globally, um, being able to, to, to live freely and be able to go to school and get the education. Um, uh, and so, and we have been very clear in um, laying out uh, our concerns, uh, such as girls' education, uh, with the Taliban. We have been consistent with that. We have been very clear of that. And so we also remain laser-focused on trying to support and assist the Afghan people without bolstering the Taliban. That's just remarkable. I love how she just essentially gives up at the, the first <laughs> uh, point. She turned into, like, full Nancy Sonoma. There. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you going to say something after uh, or are you just have you just given up? But then I love the we're we're working with the Taliban to figure this out. KJP, honey, they're very reasonable. Right. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they, Drew? You have first hand experience I mean, with them. I know these people better than I know most Americans. <laughs> they're not listening. By the way, they would straight up murder you for, for who you are like. That wouldn't even be a debate. KJP. But the whole thing, the, the, the getting to. To her supposed comments or her what she's trying to say there, the pausing was so uncomfortable. She she literally just had no idea what to say, which we've seen a lot. But this is a big issue. I mean, the, the first response is her stall sentence was how Joe's always made girls important. We know. We're, we're, we're well aware of how important girls are to Joe. But she's answering the question then like an unprepared teenager who's who's trying to fake out her, her teacher or something like that. It's like, what are no, you can't pull this off. You you just can't. Like that was a total fail. Total fail. They can't even define what a girl is. Right. But I, I guarantee you this. There isn't a Taliban member who doesn't know the difference between a boy and a girl. 100%. Absolutely. 
almost every there's so many bad people around the world <clears throat> who it's clear as day what what a girl is what a woman is it's clear as day what a lot of things are i that that's why we always we're not fans of putin but putin will call that shit right out the taliban will think of it's very rare that you side with isis and the taliban <laughs> but but when it comes to basic science questions these days you're like yeah i'm going with you guys i'm going i swore an oath to kill and and fought you for my adult life but i'm siding with you guys on this issue because you just seem more rational and level-headed terrorists are more rational and level-headed than our government who are calling us ironically terrorists Perfect. Like, hit the coffee bag there so it's remarkable here's the bottom line though the, these kjp her bosses everyone in office there everyone in this regime and frankly most of the people even on our side in dc they don't give two fucks about any child in afghanistan no they don't they they're there and their fake concern over it is enraging it is so enraging because they do deserve better. I'm telling you, some of the women that we would work with because we would start to bring in and westernize things and have women attached to our groups, they weren't going and kicking doors down or something like that. They're such good people, such good people. You've got Shafi and, and other people that we worked with who still have, have people over there. And, and everything they got, they got a taste of greatness, not greatness, averageness, but they got a taste of something different than they, than they had under Taliban rule. And then you fast forward and it's all just yanked away, yanked away. And they're in a horrible situation now. Horrible. Worse than it was before. And the, the gall of the administration to be like, don't worry, we're working with the Taliban to sort it out and make sure that girls have all the rights and, and the ability to chase their dreams there. No, you're not. You gave the Taliban. We have no weapons left because of all the horrible decisions that you're making there and then now in Ukraine and all these other places, you, you've given them so much. You legitimized a terrorist group and gave them a country. Not just, <laughs> okay, we're gonna their deal army. with you. <laughs> you outfitted their army like, you wanna be a world leader? Here you go. <laughs> Freaking ridiculous. Keys are in the ignition. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like eight years ago, I think it was, is they sent money to Pakistan for gender studies? Remember that? Uh, no, it was less than that, and it's and it's been more than once, I believe. Yeah, it's been a recurring line item. All that is is a line item for ISI. Yes, <laughs> it's exactly. not gender study. No, yeah, yeah, but it's just. It's, I remember we were reading it off on the show, and yeah. it's like, so this it was like at the time it was like three point five you know million dollars for gender studies in Pakistan. Awesome, and now we can today we can't define gender. Her yeah. answer reminds me of. I can't. 2013, I think it was 2013, 2012, when those little girls at the school in Nigeria got kidnapped by Boko Haram. Yeah. What did the United States do? Michelle Obama did a hashtag. Hashtag bring our girls home. That was it. They don't give a shit. They don't care about any plight or any human uh, misery of females around the world. When it is an Islamic oppressor, yeah. it, it has nothing to do with them. No. And the only reason why some of those girls were liberated in Nigeria is because of a friend of mine was hired by the Nigerian government. My friend is a former, well, he still is a, a security contractor, but he had worked with executive outcomes 
uh, back in the 90s to put down the civil war in Angola and Sierra Leone, who's based out of Nigeria now. So he put together a team along with the Nigerian government to go and get some of those girls. And if it wasn't for him, he, he, he and his team saved 150 out of the 338, I think it was, that were that were kidnapped. And he ended up, he and his team ended up killing 600 Boko Haram. So I think that's a pretty good deal. That's what happens when you get people who are professional and highly motivated and don't give a fuck about politics, who just know the difference between right and wrong and know about completing a mission objective. Yeah. Whereas Democrats get way too bogged down in how things look and what we should do. And maybe if we're nice, Boko Haram will be nice. They have no clue what they're who they're dealing with. Yeah. No, they don't. And, and and they're not willing to put anything on the line for it, as opposed to people like your friend and and people I know and work with who just won't stop. And if it if it costs them their life, so be it. Because they're doing what they love and they're doing what they they know and and believe deep down in their heart of hearts is is right. It's such a it's such a difference uh, in in the makeup of of so many so many people that we we come across here. Um, Okay, <clears throat> we're going to talk bricks on the other side of this break. Because again, while we were in Milwaukee last week, bricks met at a big ass summit and it's expanding. And I know there's some conversation about it out there. I just continue to think that there is nowhere near enough conversation about it. This it is a massive deal from trade alliances to strategic and 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 or if you know future military alliances to just straight up devaluing our dollar all sorts of all sorts of implications coming along with this so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about that we're also gonna show that that uh park rangers clip from nevada that was just great um <laughs> just for something lighthearted to show some some protesters and their their equipment get run over uh the protesters didn't really get run over they got arrested but they're 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 Barricade, They're, They're, yeah. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, roadblock. Roadblock. Yeah. Yes. And we'll hear from you at, on space, too, so if you got any questions. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you guys have stuff you want to get into, you have comments about anything that we have talked about or are talking about, raise a hand. We'll get to you. We'll get to all of that right after this break. interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833 833- 287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465.
When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Thanks America! All right, welcome back. Let's hit this final hour. We're going to get into lots of things here. Well, several things. I guess it depends on what lots means, but everything, I don't know, every definition is getting changed these days. Anyways, but before we do, guys, please check out our good friends over at Thistle Creek Reserve. Just had a great uh, get-together with, with one of our good friends and founders from there today. Guys, it's awesome go- coffee. It's premium reserve coffee sourced from missionaries around the globe high quality stuff it's above 4,000 feet so you're not going to run into any of the mold issues it's good legitly good coffee is legitly a word i don't think it is i don't think it is either but it is that's what we're going with it's legitly you know what people can make up words all they exactly just be a democrat own it i'm just gonna own it so anyway it is it is legitly it is a word legitly good i legitly I'm saying real words, but you should check out this. You can see it on the screen there. Now that I've ruined this read, go beyond the cup with an amazing company. Again, they source their beans from missionaries around the globe, all over the planet. It's really, really good coffee. But not only that, your, your, your purchases send proceeds back to those missionaries. You've got other amazing ministries, including those who rescue women and children from uh, slavery and trafficking overseas there's nothing not to like about it and you can also save 10 percent by using promo code drew so go to thistlecreekreserve.com get yourself some coffee save with promo code drew you'll be glad you did the correct way to use it the way you said it would be i'm reading here most legitly most legitly yeah. i just so you know you know i'll try i'll try and get better try and get better so last week you had xi jinping a bunch of, of his friends get together. I think it was like 60 countries, something like that, got together. They had a BRICS summit. You got Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, who's, who's the core countries of, of BRICS. That's been expanding. They've now added Argentina, Ethiopia. What were you going to say? Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> Iran. Saudi Arabia. Iran, Saudi Arabia, big ones. Egypt. United Arab Emirates. You're adding several countries to this alliance. More wanting to be a part of it, by the way. I forget the number. We shared it a week or two ago. But the amount of applications that are in are, are over 20 in terms of people who want to join BRICS and be a part of this. So you've, you've got... This growing alliance, and with it, you've had Brazil, 
do a, a deal with China where they cut out the U.S. dollar for oil purchases and, and, and trading. Big deal. You had India a week or two ago do a deal with Saudi. Did not use the dollar. Used the rupee. First time they had cut out the U.S. dollar in their particular arrangement. And you've got all of these companies, countries, excuse me, not companies, who, who are very opposed to us being the number one country on the planet. Don't like it. Are opposed to the West always running everything and being in charge of everything, being the big brother, the you know the the police arm of the country of the planet. So you you get to this point, and there's all this strategic relationship building going on. You see what Russia and China are doing just across the entire continent of Africa, militarily speaking, in terms of their resources that are there. It's a very resource-rich continent. You see all these trade deals happening. And with that, as they get stronger, what they're able to do, and in fact are already doing in many cases, is they cut out the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar no longer is the petro reserve currency, and that's devastating to the value of our dollar. It's devastating to our economy. It starts to jack up prices and everything else. The ripple effect from this is so significant. And you know the intentions of these countries because you hear them talk about it. You know where Saudi, Russia, and China, and some of them are on this. And that I guarantee you that's what these meetings are. They're, we don't need them anymore. We can do this all on our own. Screw the United States. Screw the West. We got this, guys. That's the sentiment of these meetings. And they're not wrong. And we're not doing anything to really push back against it. And, and furthermore, we've got people here in this country like, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. We got it. Our dollar is going to be good. Our economy is going to be good. No, it's not. And you don't want it to be. You don't want it to be. You're A-OK with this because you want to destroy our economy, destroy our middle class, implement a digital dollar, have more control over the populace, give more in theory, right, as is big daddy government to the populace, but make everyone suck on that government teat. That's 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 what's going on here. And it's a it's a big story that no one's paying attention to. And it just kind of drives me bonkers that no one cares about it. Well, they don't care about it because Democrats don't care about it. Democrats are always looking for the United States to be taken down a couple of pegs. We're not great because we, it, we're we a country that, that that's based on a lie. So no matter what success that we've had, we don't owe it to anything. We owe it to the world to bash us, to, to bring us down a little bit. And that's what they like, and that's what they thrive on. For, some, for Democrats, it's somehow we have to make everybody— v- miserable in our own country and ruin our economy as some sort of atonement on the world stage for being as aggressive as we've been since our founding. It makes no sense. Right. But it it does make sense. You got to get in the mindset of a Democrat politician. If it's bad for the United States, it's good for the Democrat Party. So having BRICS and having the petrodollar not be a reserve currency around the world, that's perfect for him. It's working out just as well as NAFTA. NAFTA was a fucking disaster that we're still dealing with. What, what's, you know, what's really bad for the United States? 
I know. Let's take away manufacturing. Oh, got it, Chief. We'll put it. We'll call it a uh, uh, North American Free Trade Agreement. There we go. NAFTA. All right, let's get that out there. We'll have cheap shit made all over the world and make sure that there are no blue-collar manufacturing jobs here in the U.S. I like where you're going with this. Let's get it done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> that's true. I mean, you ha you have to. We have to collectively as Americans look at that because none of the stuff that the left wants to do makes sense to us. If you love this country, you cannot rationalize what they're doing. And it always seems to us like, no, this is a losing proposition. Everyone loses here. But as is the case with communism, as is the case with these deals, which are a part of, by the way, ushering in communism, you, you say, we, we, who wins from this? We don't win from this. They win from this. Yeah. So it's a massive failure in terms of a policy for American citizens. It's a massive win for the so-called Democrat elite who get all the power, still are going to have their meat. They're still going to have their gas-operated vehicles. They're still going to fly on their private jets. You're just not going to have anything. You're just not going to have anything. So I see what we say in disco. We have a hand. We've got some hands up. We've got some people who are up in the speaker. So I will let either Jeff or... Uh, Shell dictate who goes first because I didn't see who was first. We've got AC Troop. Let's do it, AC. Hey, good afternoon. So I think this is very debilitating what we're watching happening because not only are the left that say they care so much about those who are disenfranchised, not thinking about all the elderly that would never be able to do digital currency and that like to have cash on hand, but those in the poorer communities that would be way behind in understanding um, the maneuvers that are happening and might panic and not only that, the depression that set in. And, you know, when they moved industry all over the place, what they forgot um, to do when they did that is already have the opioids, and, and, you know, ready and going for the men who'd been working in factories in, in middle America. And so they had to hurry and, and get those on the market, which they haven't even pulled back in order in order to destroy lives. But when you look at it as a, as a bigger, you know, picture, you've got people that um, are more oligarch in nature that on both sides of the aisle um, that, you know, supported the companies that were too big to fail, they're all going to profit and they're not going to get hit and there's not going to be a dent. But those who were looking for, you know, retribution for those pensions that were gone and retirement and savings may be tricked into thinking, oh, well, we just need a whole new system. And then they're going to be tricked again. And what they have saved is going to go down the tubes again. And then it's going to take them forever and some people die with all of their savings gone. And those who put us in these quagmires and actually don't adjust the system accordingly, as people take advantage of it they are the ones that profit um they're the ones who profit and when the economy's on a decline or an incline and until we understand that when the big boys play a lot of us get left behind and, and we get a bigger grasp economically about what's going on um we we would be better served as to push for when country uh, when companies are too big to fail um we have an understanding of those who profit each time and we push back against that instead of wanting to destroy all everything that our country has ever been in order to give it to the hands of other countries thinking that they would have our our best you know uh, what 
what would help those who have been disenfranchised more so than our own country. So we're, we're at a turning point and we need to make a decision as American citizens and uh, we need to be sober minded about this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate that, AC. Uh, thanks for your your commentary there. And, and I think you're right on all of that. I mean, and, and it is true. The big boys play, they win, we get screwed, and they just don't care. I mean, we say it all the time, and it's so uncomfortable that it's the truth. I hate it being the truth. But these people do not like you or me or any of us. They do not like the country. They'll wear a, a lapel pin. They'll say the right things on the media. But they don't give two shits. You just it just replace America with anything else. Replace it, frankly, with their name, and that's that's how they like it to be because they do and they manipulate these systems. And people aren't caught up on it. And people do get caught with their pants down and totally screwed. And I don't don't mean that to, to sound inappropriate. That's just what came out there. But you, you, I mean, you literally you have people who lose it all and they have no problem. It's just I mean, honestly, different situation here. Everyone's going through hell in Maui, right? There's bodies still missing devastation these people don't care at all it's an opportunity and, and just wait until you see what goes on on that land in Lahaina and how they're going to win and profit from all this so it doesn't matter if it's that or if it's moving manufacturing it doesn't matter if it's changing the fundamental uh, core kind of tenets or pillars of our economic system if you will they always they always come out on top we always lose that that is the if there's one consistent thread that we can still count on in america it's it's that <laughs> very scenario right there we lose they win but but you're right i mean there has to be that awareness people have to understand just how devious the other side is and just how much dislike and hatred there is for everyday americans out there because we get in the way of their plans so step one is is knowing what they think, how they how they behave, what they're trying to do. Step two is is calling them on their bullshit and pushing back on it for sure. Is it enough in the end? We don't know, but but you, you, you're definitely not going to enact any change us collectively if if we aren't aware and aren't pushing back. Well, and to, to go back on your saying the Maui fires uh, as of like Friday last week, and Tom and I talked about this yesterday morning. Tom said uh, when the Maui fires were happening that. The real estate companies are BlackRock. They're going to come and try to buy out this land. Well, on Friday, there was a report. There was a woman, you know, getting interviewed in, in Lahaina. And she's like, yeah, families are already getting phone calls right now. Like, oh, well, so we know your land's been destroyed, but we'd like to buy it back from you now. It's already happening. So, like, you heard it here first, thanks to Tom. And no, the reports are already coming in. It's crazy. It's going to happen. And that will be in the end. People will have forgotten about it then because we have a dumb populace. Not saying you here in the audience are dumb. You're not. But we have a dumb populace who will move on from this, forget mm -hmm. the details and some of the surrounding elements. And when all sorts of nice houses and condos and stuff pop up, that's very opposite of, of old school Lahaina. That's going to be all the proof that you need. Just like it was before, but yes. better. <laughs> but, it's, but it's ours now. <laughs> Freaking douchebags. Man, they're the worst. I just want to get back to a point that AC brought up, and yeah. I totally agree with her when she's talking about the elderly and the poor when it comes to the uh, digital dollar and not knowing how it works and wanting to have cash on hand. That's going to be a huge problem for a lot of people who think that the digital dollar is like your bank card or being able to pay something online and being able to do it 
through making a payment through your computer or through your iPhone or whatever, when it's not that at all. A digital dollar is literally, just think of it as a coupon that you get from Bed Bath & Beyond, and it's programmable by Bed Bath & Beyond, and it's got an expiration date on it. It lets you know how much it is, and it also lets you know what you can buy with it on the dates that you can buy said items on there. That's what the digital dollar is, and she's 100% correct that it's going to be a huge learning curve for everybody because right now people are getting sucked into the fact that, of thinking that a digital dollar is nothing. It's, it's not having cash. That's what they think a digital dollar is, is there will be no more printing of money and we'll just carry on. It doesn't, they have no idea that the, uh, the Fed is going to take your bank account and based on your ESG score or whatever sort of uh, grading analysis that they have, decide how much of your money is worth and then give you coupons for what used to be your money. And that's how they're going to add value to what you have. Right. It's nothing tangible anymore. Yeah. No, and that is a concern because a lot of people are like, bro, it's the same thing now. What's a credit card? What's this, that, and the other? No, it's not the same. You... You will see. You will see, my friend. Uh, and I say that we're not actually friends if you're that dumb. But, but it's it is. It's just different. And it's it's it's. There's no way on earth when you see how much overreach is already existing in our current government, on all levels. Whether you're talking law enforcement, whether you're talking CDC stuff, whether you're talking, pick an issue, doesn't matter. There's no way when they're already talking about ESG scores and whatever they change, they'll change the name eventually because everyone's given it a bad name. That's how they do it, right? Let's let's oh that didn't work. Let's rebrand it, but do the same thing under a different name. There's no way that it doesn't factor in because that's just what they've proven is they like to control everything. They like to determine what and they will say it's 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 in your best interest. Right. We're doing this for you. We're doing this for the good of the community. You're fine. You don't need that. No. Oh, you're 85 years old. You're a bit porky. And you're on insulin. Yeah, guess what? You don't get any more. Yeah. Because we need to ration it out to people who are a bit younger and can contribute to society. Yeah. You're a useless eater. Exactly. Yeah. That's the, the disgusting part about a complete takeover like that. Yeah. Is there anything positive to talk about today? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. I we think. got pizza today. Uh, I, just, I was excited about how... Yeah. Sure, Tom was. Yeah, I was like, okay, what do you good. What do you got what here, Tom? Well, I, there, there is a lot of negativity out there, but there's also a lot of positive things. And I truly believe that I know it, 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 what we're facing is, is total darkness. And I can't remember the Bible passage, but I think about it every morning that I wake up where you have to put on your, your the armor of God. Armor. 610, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think about that every day. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. But just keep plowing through because there, there, there's nothing that can't be overcome and, and you come out better on the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. No, you've got to have a positive attitude. We try and work in some humor around here. We do. Thanks to Tom. We have snacks all the time. We've got a full bar, uh, lots of accoutrements. Uh, but but it is it's tricky. Uh, here's the, here's the here's some good news. According to Joe, Joe says the jobs market is killing it. Listen to what he just said here. Workers aren't just finding more jobs, they're finding better jobs, higher paid jobs, and job satisfaction. <laughs> I who, love that he threw in jobs. Who, who's finding better jobs? Workers. Uh, he's talking about everyday Americans. Is I mean, 
there's not a stat out there that ever aligns with what he or KJP or any of his mouthpieces say. Any, any, it's not his mouthpieces, right? You got Barack or whoever who's running this whole thing. But it's just remarkable. I know I always say it, but that they can be that lazy and get away with it because of how dumb so many people are. How bad are the numbers? Oh, it's bad. What should we do? Just tell them they're good. Okay, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Everything's great, everyone. Everything's great. Job satisfaction's through the roof. No, it's not. Who have you, who have you talked to? There, there are... Job, we have a blast here, but we're, we're kind of an anomaly. I can speak for, like, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, there are still companies that can't fully staff their... Their, their their day because people don't want to show up to work because there the COVID is still alive and well in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And it's, they're scared that I don't want to die. I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to show up. So no one's satisfied because even the customers aren't satisfied because they can't get anything. They can't get help. There's like, Hey, I need help in the store. I'm sorry. There's no one here on staff to do that. You're gonna have to figure it out yourself. Managers tell people that and it's like, okay, this is, I'm never coming back here again. But you're out. You're so far out for everything. You have no other choice but to shop at that one store. There's there's one co- there's one Sam's. That's it. There's no Costco. There's one Target. That's it. There's no other place to go. So you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. No, I I just don't see it. I don't see the jobs reports being what they say <laughs> they are. And again, you can't. It's not. It's we always talk about. We've added more jobs. No, you haven't. You've brought back jobs. But but there really aren't. There's really not a lot of new jobs. There's not job satisfaction. Wages aren't up. And if wages are up in certain situations, it doesn't matter because of inflation, because everything else you've done to destroy the economy. Great, Doug, you're making a little bit more money, but everything costs twice as much. So actually, you're in a worse situation. Right. My fucking sub costs $21 today. Yeah. $21. Pizza was 30 Wow. He also paid the delivery fee. No, 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 yeah. no, no. That was before? That was before. Oh, wow. Not even including the chips, bro. Wow. Not even including the chips. Crazy. I just want to point out, whenever you hear a Democrat say workers, just substitute the word peasant, because that's what they mean. Yeah. The peasants are happy. Exactly. Oh, the peasants are working again. It, it, worker, when Democrats refer to workers, it just has, it, it rings of some sort of like Slavic movement. You know, where it's nameless, faceless people. I just see when I hear Biden talking, oh, the workers are, you know, the workers are getting back. And I just, I, I, I see like, just like NPCs, just like walking into the, you know, pulling the, punching the time card. Oh, here we go. I'm a worker. Next one, you know? Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's what we are. That's what they see. I mean, they see us as NPCs. We're not important to the game that they're playing, that the life that they're living, we're just in the way. Right. That's, I mean, that's 100% the best description you can come up for for, for us, uh, for for sure. Uh, did, did, did P.O. Texan just come up? Yeah. Let's. Yes, sir. What you got, brother? Uh, I don't have a whole heck of a lot of anything. You talk about high prices. I just left, left H-E-B, Walmart, and I was still have my diesel truck yeah i said diesel i said that i love it Matt, if you want to. but uh, yeah fill up my diesel truck 375 gallon so i'm in uh, about 450 dollars in the negative in my bank account at the end of business this evening but yeah that's part of bidenomics and i mean that whole crew up there is a bunch of walking talking pieces of fecal matter 
And uh, I just, I, I, I could, you know, the scary part is I saw a poll today, and it said, uh, you know, the average amount, you got uh, Trump at 45 and Biden at 43. Now, if that poll is true, that means 43% of the people polled are just as dumb as Biden. And that's the scary part. I mean, you can't fix stupid. I think Ron White ought to prove that. <laughs> I mean, what do we do? What do we do? I mean, you got some small ones because they can talk to these damn voting machines and, and make them change votes for you. There are a few small ones in there, but they're playing off the dumbasses. And uh, and then you couple that with the rhinos we got in the Republican Party. I'm not even going to say, well, I guess that's a bad word, Republican Party. Maybe we should call it the conservative group. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the constitutional conservatives are, are gone, uh, except for a select few. Uh, people need to get out. They need to start local. They need to take care of things on a local level and uh, start from there and let this snowball effect get up there before it's too late. And, by gosh, man, I think we're right on the edge of that already. No, we we definitely I appreciate the comment. Uh, we're, we're, and sorry that, uh, that that you got hit hard financially today. You're not the only one for sure. And I'm glad that you've got a diesel truck, by the way. Um, glad that you got a diesel truck, by the way. Weird side side point. You see all that. There's a bunch of diesel that got recalled. It was bad in Florida. So if, if, if you're in Florida, and you got diesel. Uh, make sure you, you got the good stuff. But yeah, I mean, this is this is you. We always talk. We've talked about it already today. You've got whether it's 38 percent, 43 percent, 50 percent, whatever the case might be. There's lots of polls out there that show Democrats and Republicans both are fed up with Joe Biden, don't think he's the right person for the job. Obviously, you'd think that would be damn near 100 percent. But you see this one, you talk about 43 percent. It's like, wow, we always talk about with that with AOC. AOC is a <laughs> dumb person. I don't think she's unattractive. I think she's kind of cute. She just shouldn't open her mouth and she's not very smart. But when she does, you realize, OK, this this one's not very smart. But you know who's dumber than her? All of her followers. And oh, my gosh, they are ardent followers ardent followers you try and get in a fight with them and it's fun and entertaining but it's also like you guys are some hostile dumb people who literally can't say anything smart but point being is you've got big portions of the population that are just stupid i think it's higher than 50 percent it's not kind of down the 50 50 republican versus democrat line i think it's bigger than that because you got a lot of people who have wool pulled over their eyes on our side and that is our biggest problem. Our biggest problem is us. We can stop these people because their stuff is so dumb and obvious and so evil. <clears throat> and they're saying it out loud now. It's, it's, it's clear as day. We want you to have nothing. We want us to have everything. Klaus Schwab's fucking saying they want us all wearing uniforms for Pete's sakes. No. But the problem is, is we have so many, to your point, Pedo Texan, we have so many people who are so dumb that we've gotten ourselves into this quagmire and we're on the edge, as you said. We wouldn't be on the edge. We'd be talking about it like, this is kind of concerning if, if people were more awake, but we've, we've gotten ourselves to the edge, to the possible end of this experiment as the greatest country, greatest constitutional republic ever, because people just won't pay attention. Or, and that could be because they're dumb or because they don't want to. And it's, oh, it's just too stressful for me to even think about. So I'm just not going to go there. Okay, but soon you're not going to have a choice. And that's, that's the problem. And that's, that's where we're at. And, and uh, it's frustrating as all get out, but that's, that's where we are. Do you want to hear how stupid AOC can be? 
So this, this just to set it up, remember the mall, the Nordstrom Act that got bombarded by all those? Before you play this, I just want to chime in to what the, uh, who is? P.O. Texas. P.O. Texas. When he was talking about what can we do, we're very limited in what we can do. You know, we always talk about get involved at a local level in this, it, this and that. But one thing that all of us can do who have jury duty is ju- jury nullification. If you're on a jury and in jury nullification, instead of giving the judge the final say of what happens, a jury can find somebody guilty of what they're charged with. But the jury can say, we find them not guilty. And we find them guilty, but we're going to nullify our verdict because we want to be compassionate and lenient. So if, we, if any of what the bigger point is, if you find yourself on a jury and you find that somebody may have broken the law, I mean, if they haven't broken the law, you're going to find them not guilty. But if you want to nullify, these charges that have been brought that probably should have never been brought, but by the letter of the law, you know, I'm not talking about like any kind of like physical crime that is done against another person where you victimize somebody else. But let's just say the, the, the case with Trump, if you get jurors on there, they don't have to have a not guilty verdict. They can have a guilty verdict, but then nullify it. And that's the biggest power that Americans have that they don't realize that they have. Yeah, I, 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 I'll be honest, it rarely has come up in my mind as, as, as <laughs> yeah. high on my list for pushback, but that's, but that's, but that's an interesting. Right, but that, that's the one thing that, that we have power of. Yeah. No, I, I, no, absolutely. I, I, I don't disagree. I just, I, that, that's a great point. I just, I just don't, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. Power to the jury nullificators. Yeah. Yes. Nullificators a word? Nullification. It's got to be. We're there. Go ahead, P.O. Texan. I was going to say, that's one way to make damn sure you're not on another jury, too. Uh, you <laughs> yes, you will get out of it. Man, I tell you what. I mean, I know that's the, you make a good point there, but I used to be able to get out of it because of, of work overseas. Like, oh, I'm overseas right now. Yeah, currently deployed. training coming yeah. up, or I stubbed my toe, and, and the agency says no. So... But but now I can't, and that kind of sucks. And they're hopefully they're not listening to this show and like send Burke was the new one. <laughs> I've I've only been sent the card like once, and it was like, oh, if you get this phone call on the day, then you have to show up. I never got the phone call, so I was like, okay, cool. But I got like the notice. I have never gotten one. I am just I would love to be on a jury. And you'd be the best. Job. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, they would make you the lead, like the whatever whatever that that position is. You'd be. I, I watched Twelve Angry Men on the last flight from a, our, the flight that I took from Dallas to, or from Detroit to meet you guys in uh, Milwaukee. And Twelve Angry Men is one of my favorites. <laughs> Who's in that? I can't picture that. Uh, it's not Gregory. It's um, oh, what's his name? The uh, is it Jimmy Stewart? No, it's um, Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda, yeah. Lee J. Cobb, Joseph Sweeney, Martin Balsam, Ed Belge, John Savoca, Jack Klugman. Jack yeah. Klugman, yeah. yeah. Quincy. Yeah, well, it's basically it, it, the, the story is it, it wraps up with this trial where this kid is on trial for murdering his father, and they go into the jury room to debate, and one of the guys has tickets to a Yankees game, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's guilty. Let's get out of here. And Henry Fonda is not guilty. 
it, it's funny how the the movie itself is a breakdown in human dynamics of how you can sway people to believe or come to your side through persuasion based on facts. Mm. And then it also shows the human dynamic of people just going along with the crowd so they can be done with it. Same thing with masking. It was like, let's just go along to get along. But then if you at least have one person who can articulate why some, why they believe something is wrong and be impassioned by it, you start swaying one person. They come to your side. These two people sway somebody else, so now you have three. That's what I found most impressive about that movie and how it was written you know, back in the 1950s. 1957, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Check that yeah, out. I don't think I've seen it. Homework for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Just say no. Just say no. Ah, I will not comply. <laughs> Uh, so let's let's skip this. this yeah. We might come back to this, but so we just showed Biden saying the uh, things are good for the workers. Again, reminder: if they're calling you workers, that that has meaning and there's purpose behind that phrase. And also, they're not good for any of you. But there was another exchange here where Ducey was was trying to get some answers from Joe. Let's just look at this real quick, and then we've got one or two other things we're going to hit before the post show press. Was he even present there? It looked like he just was sitting. Uh, well, it, it it really it pisses me off, but I also get some satisfaction out of when he just sits there and smugly's like, I'm not talking. Mm-hmm. But I love that question. Yeah. How's the campaign going? Because, again, other than the, the tweet that you talked about earlier, the X, whatever, I, I still think that's gay. But the, 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 the tweet that was asking for fundraising, no banners, no posters, no campaign events, which is probably smart because no one shows up to that shit anyways. But, but, but I, I just, I just, I thought it was worth seeing. I saw that come through during the show, and I wanted to share it because I love <laughs> Ducey asking that. How's the campaign? No response. You see me? It seemed like Grandpa turned off his hearing aids because he doesn't want to talk. Yeah, and he's just gonna sit there and smile. That's what it looked like. Yeah. No, it's you're, you're, yeah. But he he made the mistake because you could hear Ducey keep saying, "Mr. President, Mr. President." He made the mistake of locking eyes with him, <laughs> and that 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 oh, yeah. ipso facto granted Peter Ducey the ability to to say that next part, which of course he didn't have an answer for. So I said, "Let's get to some good news." Um, the the good news clip that we have for today is one that you've all seen. I think you've all seen, likely at this point. But you had some climate change activists out in Nevada who had blocked the road. And this is still one of the most fascinating phenomena that's happened in our country over the last few years, and not just here in our country, but across the globe, where you have dumbass liberals get in the middle of the road and expect you to stop your life <laughs> for them. And, and then you're going to just stop your life. But like for me, if I'm going a certain speed, I'm not stopping that speed. Don't get in my way. If you slow me down, if it's in the office, slow me down. If it's 
on the highway, whatever the case is. How about I going to Jason you. Aldean if you come up against Clyde? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know I'm going to crank try that in a small town and run your ass over. And then, like, my friend, like, one of our friends in, in high school, who uh, it was my brother's friend, actually, <laughs> sad because I'm all for dogs love my dog more than most humans pulls out of their neighborhood runs over a dog and is like what was that and then back to the <laughs> oh gosh awful awful right <clears throat> but that's what happens to protesters too if you fuck around you find out you're gonna get run over and then backed over and then if there's any like mugs where you're like oh I should probably dump this out so it's just not gonna spill anywhere you dump that out that's kind of how you do that. But all that to say, longest setup ever, you you had these climate change protesters in Nevada who had set up shop on a road. And the park rangers, we're showing the shorter version of this. There's a longer version, but we're showing the, show the short one here. They had some different ideas uh, about how this was going to go for the activists. Take a look. Else here. It's so funny. We don't have any weapons. Get out now! Get out! On the ground! All of you on the ground now! Get on the ground! Get on the ground! Don't move! Teal shirt dude with the green hat is the biggest bitch ever. He is. He's like, I've got my pad out. Can I get your last name, sir? Notice how all these climate cucks send the chicks out there. That tells you everything you need to know about the leftist movement and leftist dudes. Well, and they're the strongest ones there on the scene. Now, whiny bitches in the end. We're not violent. You're stupid, though. You're stupid and, and warranting violence towards you. But... But it is. You're right. It's always the women. The women wear the pants there, and and literally sometimes in the relationship do that as well. But I just I, I thought that was so heartwarming to see their day get ruined. That made me so happy. I, yeah. It brought it, just an enormous amount of joy to me. The thing the thing that gets me is earlier in the day uh, yesterday when this was happening, someone showed footage of there was a woman in the far left. She had camo pants and the, like the sun hat on. They showed a video of her, like, putting these chains wrapped around and, and like, locking herself in. And she was still in that frame. You just, really quick, she was there. She's still chained up. But when the truck came through, somehow the locks came off really quick. (laughs) And you could still see them wrapped around her waist. So, really, were you strapping yourself to that? I mean... I mean, good for him that she actually still wasn't attached and bad things happened. But They were blocking the road to Burning Man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Don't. (laughs) Because there's a lot of us who look like me who go to Burning Man, and this is our vacation for the year. Just let us be. Let us have the freedom to take psychedelics and run around naked in the desert. Just leave us alone. <laughs> there's no, lots of people who look like you. There, there, there's lots of different people out there, but you are very custom, Tom. Cunningham. Yeah, you are one of a kind, my friend. Yes. 
100. And don't let anyone tell you different. Freaking percent. And if, you, and if you are at Birding Man, check out my friend. Uh, <laughs> he's got a yurt. It's called the Slut Hut. Go there after two, and you won't be disappointed. <laughs> I'm sure there's a huge portion of the audience who's who's going to Burning Man. Definitely. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Thanks for the tip. Let's get Couch in here. Looks like Couch has got a mic, and if he's too busy, then so be it. But Matt, are you there? I am here. I'm kicking like a pack of one-legged ninjas, buddy. <laughs> I get the reference. It's a good I get one. The reference. We're glad you're here, man. Glad that you're feeling good. It was good to catch up with with you this morning uh, isn't I mean isn't it about time that you have law enforcement respond to this this way I love the balls I haven't seen or touched the balls of the officer who ran through this thing yet yet to be clear but isn't it great to see a law enforcement officer with the balls to say this is bullshit I'm running this thing down and arresting all of you I, I just love it the way the way it should be I mean you know they they literally taking the discipline away from law enforcement, just like they have, uh, you know, the, the, the public schools. The reason why the kids are running amok is there's no discipline anymore in the public schools. It, you know, so it, it all goes hand in hand. Um, and I, as I was watching the video, I had to, I have to tell this quick story because it goes hand in hand. Uh, one of my dad's buddies, I won't mention his name because he might be listening at some point, um, very well off, multimillionaire guy. And, uh, but when he was young, he got pulled over, you know, by a police officer uh, here in the Ozarks in our town, and he mouthed off to the sheriff. And the sheriff literally pistol whipped him, drug him out of the car, and beat the hell out of him. And, uh, and, and nothing happened to the sheriff. My point is, we became very weak and soft as a society, and seeing something like this literally, uh, it, you know, it, it made my undercarriage tinkle, Drew. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I like it. I No, it's great. And, and, and obviously, I know you're not saying this either, but like, no one's calling for officers to act like they did in Memphis. Was it Memphis or yeah. uh, in that one scene there? Ridiculous. There's bad apples everywhere. But we've neutered people so much, and and it's gotten to the point you're you're not going to get pistol whipped. You're not going to have your your lemonade stand or climate change or whatever the fuck was happening there. It was it was climate change. But did they have lemonade? No. I mean, it was a hot day. I mean, it's something to think about. Maybe people would be more accepting of it if you had lemonade and and treats. But I'm just saying. <laughs> If you don't do something wrong, if you're not out of line, you don't get your stuff run over. You don't get pistol whipped or treated hostily, you know, by by law enforcement. It's pretty simple, just basic adult rules that we've gone so far from. And that's that's why we can't have nice things anymore is because and that's why they can't do their job anymore. Is there's this expectation of everyone's entitled to get to do this. I get to protest and ruin your day by blocking this street or this intersection. Right. I get to do, and, and it's just gone so far. Yeah, Democrats have ruined the social contract that we've had for hundreds of years where I have something I'm willing to sell you, you give me money for it, and you get the product. Now it's take whatever you want as long as it's under a thousand bucks. Yeah. <laughs> we've gone from, and that's a total breach of this contract that we've had with each other. That's how we do business just based on that contract. Same thing with these protesters. We've had this contract, uh, a social contract. Uh, if I want to get some there, I will get there relatively unimpeded unless there's an accident, a disabled vehicle, whatever it is. That might impede my progress. But to have people blocking uh, 
a highway or a road just to inconvenience you to prove a point. The only point that you're proving is the fact that why I should hate you more. 100%. And what if, I mean, I know they're not smart, so they don't think about this, but... You know, what if you're in a, a, a medical emergency? What if your your water broke and you're rushing to the hospital or you're, someone's having cardiac arrest? Someone was just, God forbid, shot. Whatever the case might be. Now, you're probably not going to Burning Man where they were blocking to have your baby. I get that. But what if? Well, no, they took a psychedelic and now something medically has happened. They got to rush them to the hospital because well, something, God forbid, whatever. something happened. Why are you blaming it on psychedelics? I'm just saying. <laughs> Some people have a bad trip, you know? This is my show with Drew Burke, which does not promote. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, you, but, you, but you get the point, right? Like, okay, there's a difference between, I see a couple things that has, has popped up in, in the last few years here. This being one. Just block the road protest. We're lying here naked. By the way, those those of you who are doing these protests, you're never attractive. Please put something on. People gluing themselves to the road. It, yes. It's dumb. And it's always white chicks. It's always angry, <laughs> ugly, white, liberal chicks, 100%. But that's one thing. Like, okay, is it right to just run them over that way? That's what I want to do. But there's a difference there. However, the, the exception is, is, is you could be preventing someone from getting to to life-saving care or whatever, prevent it, whatever the case might be. Or on a lesser level, not as important life-saving, you're preventing me from getting to my daughter's graduation or something. I will run you over for that. But then there's the other ones where you've seen the mobs, right? Like Portland, you'd have those, and, and some of the cities during the, the riots of St. Floyd, where you'd have people mob and then not let the car go anywhere, where there's significant danger posed in those I-hold-the-conk kind of moments. Right. You've got to be able to mow those people down. Like, and there should be, we should modify cars to the point where they have like a, a visual, a visual overlay that pops up on your screen where you're getting like plus 100, plus 100. For <laughs> Keep the multiplier you? going <laughs> times seven. It should be like the scene in hot shots part two where right. Charlie Sheen is just mowing <laughs> down people in that village. It should be like that. Where there's a score going up. If, if you mob a car, there, there should be consequences. It is very it's, it's got to be fuck around and find out or or we're going to continue down this path where there's no consequences and eventually there will be complete lawlessness. We're getting damn close to it already, but there will be no no repercussions for anything out there. Right. And like you were saying before, this was a great visual for all of us and especially and especially for people, men and women still in law enforcement right now who are you know, engaged in the most thankless job ever, thanks to the Biden administration. But this one, this video was good. And then also that video from Atlanta, that black pickup truck doing donuts and the GSP trooper coming in and turning on his lights, the guy in the truck fleeing and running over three people yeah. and the GSP uh, trooper going, oh no, this fucking shit ends now and rams the car, hops up on the hood, pulls homeboy out of the driver's side it affects the arrest on the hood of the car those two incidences you know as somebody who's worked with law enforcement for half of my career it just it made me very happy to see both of those because yeah. for the people that i've ridden with and have worked with those are the reasons why they become police officers well more so the the gsp one just to be able to to end something as dangerous as what was going on there and then for these rangers to act the way they did which to me is the proper way to act yeah just get it done get them out of the way you know quick violent aggressive and let's move on yeah
Well, you, I mean, yeah, you won't have these things nearly as much if that's the approach that you take. But we're unwilling as a pussified and weak society to do that, even though we can see here. Oh, there's there it is right there. It could be better. But that's going to take making some people uncomfortable and hurting some feelings. So we should probably not do it. So instead, we'll just make things way worse for everyone. Deal. Okay, that's perfect. That's that's where we are. Uh, let's do this. We uh, yesterday, if Matt's still there, if he's not, yeah, he's still there. Yesterday, we had had an update. Matt, can you just give? I don't want to. You don't have to go too personal here, but we were praying for you yesterday during the show. Can you give a quick update and let people know how you're doing? He might. He might have stepped into the other room. Hey, Matt, you there? Okay, well, I will give you the update because um, we had a long conversation this morning and we're texting last night. Um, was doing some therapy, ha you know, had his heart rate up. The docs, some people were concerned about it, um, sent him to the ER out of a, an abundance of, of, of caution and, you know, just were doing some checks and some tests and whatnot. It seemed like uh, just more of a kind of a precautionary iteration. So he was there. We were all worried. And, and I think, you know, understandably so he was for a little bit too, but, but everything turned out good. He was discharged last night, was back home. And um, we're so, so glad he's been on quite the journey. Uh, poor, poor guy. Sorry, but what a trooper. Really had a grocery delivery. Oh, you're uh, good. You're good. I was just asking for an update and then you had a grocery delivery. So, so I was giving it and just letting people know that, you know, you were good and it was precautionary and you're a trooper. Yeah, I'm doing doing great. Uh, you guys, get, you know, this is my uh, my hell till I get my prosthetic, you know. But uh, so the grocery delivery is supposed to be here at 5:30. It showed up at 4:39, you know. So I have it scheduled so that I have people here to help me, you know, because uh, with one leg I'm not carrying in uh, bags of groceries, if that makes sense. So um, so now I've got now I've got 200 bucks worth of groceries sitting out on my front porch in 90 degree heat. It's exciting times. <laughs> Man, that's okay. It's burning off the COVID. Yes. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, guys. I heard a knock on the door, and I was like, what the hell? And uh, it takes me about three times longer to get somewhere than it used to. So I apologize for I heard you, but I couldn't get back to the I – uh, I was moving as fast as I could to get back to the phone, guys. I'm sorry. All good, man. All good. We're just glad that you're good. Um, so excited that you're on the road to recovery, everything going well. They're so excited for everything that's coming down the pike for you and for RVM collectively. There's just exciting stuff that not all of, all of you guys even know about yet, but there's amazing stuff coming. Uh, so we're pumped about it. We're pumped that Matt's going to be such an integral part of it and, and certainly glad that yesterday turned out to be not what we were concerned that it could be. So um, amazing stuff there. And, and thank you to all of you guys who are out there praying for Matt and continue to just pour into him, pour into this network, show up for this show, show up for other shows, show up for the spaces, even when we can't get them working completely perfectly. Um, <laughs> we just are so, so appreciative of it. Can't tell you enough how much it means to all of you guys on Rumble and Facebook and YouTube and all the other platforms. You know how much we appreciate you. Uh, it's just it's just amazing. And none of this is, is worth it. And we couldn't do any of it without you guys. So we're going to head to the post-show press conference here in a minute. We'll see what's coming my way today i never know 
Um, but it's going to be great, no doubt, I'm sure. So we're going to get to that. Reminder, we'll be back here tomorrow. We're going to hope to have spaces going throughout. There's still going to be spaces coming up here for uh, for Chad Caton and RVM Roundup afterwards, as well as Colonel Manus and the Rob Manus Show. So stick around. Get questions uh, for, for those fine gentlemen as well. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Again, stick around for the post-show press conference. We'll see you tomorrow. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. And now, get ready for the This Is My Show post-show press conference. All right, everybody, we are. Sponsored by Colon Sport, the new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. <sighs> Fun show as usual. Um... Long show, you know, we weren't sure if the spaces were going to work, and then they ended up working, so that was great, and appreciate you guys' engagement and patience there, uh, as always. Covered a lot, covered a lot. There were some good, some bad, uh, which is just kind of the case uh, where we've been uh, these days in our world, but uh, at least we have fun together, right, as we're doing it, uh, but I know we're kind of, well, I guess we're pretty good on time, but let's uh, let's get to some questions here. Sí, sí, señor, es Diego. Hey, Diego. I, I have a question. I, I missed the first part of the show. Uh, Vivek. Yeah. Who, who, is, who is Vivek? Vivek Ramaswamy? See, si, yes. Yeah, he's, he, so he's a, he's a GOP presidential candidate. Why, why should I be informed about Vivek? He's, he's gaining a lot of— You seriously have not heard of Vivek? N no. Okay. Uh, well, so he's gaining a lot of popularity in the polls. But why is his name Vivek? He's he's not he's not um, he's he's comes from an Indian family. He's is that's just how they they do things differently in different countries. You should know that you're you're not from here, right? No. Okay. But Vivek. Yeah. What's your your name's like f five names long, Diego? See. Si. So it's <laughs> but Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. Uh, that's just that's kind of how they do it. Culturally. Does he like to swim? I don't know. Do you have a question? The question was, I guess, who who he is. Who who is Vivek Ramaswamy? Yes. Um, again, GOP presidential candidate. But why why Vivek? That's his name. That's his name, Diego. Can you, are you going to let me answer the damn question? Or you see, uh, I, I shall stop. So he is a presidential uh, nominee. I don't even know why I'm answering this damn question. But he's a presidential nominee. Getting some buzz, getting some popularity, lots of question marks. As, as we kind of stamped him today, maybe too good to be true. Lots of concern. Oh, Vivek Ramaswamy. I know who he is now. Thank you very much. Go on. Continue. I, no, I think we've covered it. I think, that's, I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you know who he is. Uh, no, uh, Nancy Sonoma, she uh, filled me in on who Vivek was. Thank you very Nancy much. here? Yeah, see. All right, let's do next question. Good afternoon, Drew. Sebastian J. Bombay, the Big Apple. Drew, my question to you is you're making such a big deal out of Hunter's artwork. The man is exquisitely talented, and shouldn't his wares be deserving of such luxurious prices? I know that you can't afford any of his paintings, so why do you poo-poo on people who can afford his paintings? Exquisitely talented, you say, Sebastian. Um, 
That's like Joe saying he's the smartest guy. No, I, I, you know what? I kind of believe you though, and I kind of believe Joe at the same at the same rate there. Uh, but but he look. He, here's the deal. You're right. I can't afford a Hunter Biden painting. Five hundred thousand dollars for some of those things. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. He has no talent. He is one of the most broken souls on the planet, certainly in our country. And what happened there and what is happening there consistently, we shared an example of it today, of how it's just another Biden, Biden family scheme to, to raise money for themselves. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's, it's influence peddling. You have someone who donates to the campaign, donates to the Democrats writ large, someone who, who, who then buys a painting and then, oh, just happens to get a, uh, a position with the administration afterwards. That's how that's how influence peddling works. That's quid pro quo defined. And yes, that is how things do work in D.C. It is a broken, corrupt town full of douchebags. But when you're talking about investigations into the Biden family and you continue to get clear, clear cut evidence for their corruption and how they do things, how they peddle influence, this is just another thing. And then you have people like you and your publication at the Big Apple Who's, who see no wrongdoing here because you're, you're too unwilling to, to not defend your guy because you hate Republicans, you hate this country, you hate Trump, or whatever you hate. You guys seem to hate everything. But this is, this is influence peddling 101. That's what's happening there without a shadow of a doubt. And it is, in fact, a very big deal if people would just open their damn eyes. Next question. Uh, see, Senor Diego, got a follow-up question. Uh, before I asked who is Vivek, but now why Vivek? Because he... <laughs> Well, you know, actually, Diego, I, I don't, I don't know that you'll be able to follow this, but there, there's some, some interesting conversation out there. You know, one is it's he just wants the power and the influence. He's a young guy, he's a wealthy guy. He wants to have that, that influence and that ability, and he's not going to win, and he knows he's not going to win. But maybe it's in another position. Maybe it's a VP spot. I don't see that either. But maybe it's a, you know, a, a cabinet spot or, or whatever the case might be. Oh, I, I see. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, sorry, carry on, Drew. Uh, do you want to just get your answers from Nancy, who's who's observe, <laughs> Gunga, uh, bricks, uh, uh, It's Sonoma. That's your name. Diego, my bra. Okay, uh, bricks. Uh, uh, day, uh, 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 um, you guys playing a game? What are, what are you doing out there? Uh, Argentina, bricks, uh, yes, those it, are, those are, those are words. Ethiopia, uh, the, okay, uh, the bricks. Ex, uh, expansion uh uh oh gosh uh ten savages i'm i'm always so fascinated by you nancy it's just it's remarkable you know sometimes i'll cut you off but sometimes i'm just dying to know what you're trying to say and it's like a puzzle for me you did mention ethiopia argentina and and ten and ten yes can we get the mic from her? Tan man. Tan man. <laughs> Just take the mic from, from Nancy. Um, 
Cut her off. This person, and why is she always here? Stop it. Oh, Drew, she, Drew, she just bit me. Oh, my God, Drew. How did this woman get in here? I have no idea what's going on. She's talking about tan men from Argentina. She's asking me to unsnap her bra. She's got pills that she's trying to make me take. I'm not sure what kind of weird sort of Xanadu you have going on here, but I'm very uncomfortable with Nancy being in here with the rest of us. Yeah, I get it, Ben. I really do. Uh, we all are. <laughs> Trust me. We've tried everything that we can to keep Nancy Sinema out of here. Damnedest thing, though, she just shows up every day, never once sober, and never once, by the way, has, has actually gotten a question out. There has been lots of biting, though, and we're trying to, we're trying get, to crack down on that. Stop it, you bitch! <laughs> Sorry. Oh, so, Drew. Here, a question. Yes, here's my question. Uh, as far as your merch lab goes, are you going to be selling any Drew Bergquist and This Is My Show bobbleheads? And because I have quite the bobblehead collection, and I would really, really enjoy a Drew Bergquist. Ben. Ben. Stop. Get on. Stop it, you whore. You weird whore. <laughs> you guys... So, someone get her under control. Um, we're, no, we're not selling bobbleheads. I'm not a big bobblehead guy. I uh, just never have been. I, I've, I've understood the, the novelty of them since they kind of propped up in the, the, the sports world and you had sports stars with their bobbleheads and whatnot. That, that just never been me. Certainly don't want a bobblehead of mine. My head almost killed my mother. It's so damn big when I came out. So uh, I don't want to celebrate that or, or myself. We do have a merch lab at the studio. We are going to be doing some stuff for sure, but bobbleheads probably probably won't be in there. Uh, but I, I appreciate the question. Appreciate it. Just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com. cronies have lost over three trillion of america's retirement savings in 2022 alone with inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing do you have a plan to protect your wealth our friends at american alternative assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your ira or 401k into a gold ira fact is you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax deferred status visit protectfrombiden.com
www.wealthpromotionsoftoday.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. RV 